0: The UFC Picks podcast is brought to you by the UFC Picks app, a new free-to-play pick-em app that gives you the chance to win £5,000 in a cash giveaway. Check out the Picks app in the App Store and get your picks in now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uh, UFC Picks show. Um, we'll start off by talking about this uh, most recent weekend's card. Are we, are we setting a time limit or are we just yeah, rolling 20 through? minutes. We'll, okay. we'll go
1: internal clock this week. I've got it on, we'll my, go for on my screen. It. I can
0: right. see it. So... Well, what do you want to talk about? I mean, there were there were a lot of good finishes, a lot of good performances. The main event went the one of two ways it could have gone, <laughs> <laughs> which was. I mean, it was, a lot I mean, of fun it was still to fun to, to watch. Right, oh, it, was was,
1: it, was, it, it was almost inevitable that one of those things was going to happen. Yeah. but it was still fun to watch, wasn't it? I guess we'll touch on that in a little bit. But well, where do you want to start then? What's to Uh I to thought you? we'd just pick a few, few uh, fights out. I don't think we'll go through all of them, but um, I thought Castaneda was very very patient in getting rid of um Eddie Wine and I think mm. that could have gone either way and um I thought he did a really good job he just he just didn't didn't get too rattled by him obviously Eddie did what he does and puts a lot of pressure on him and throws throws um a lot of weight behind his uh, behind his striking mm. but um he took his time beautiful counter stunned him and then on the follow up to the stun pretty much landed every single one of those punches didn't he it was like 100% accuracy yeah yeah. Um, and yeah, and I'm putting him away. Good win for him, I think. Good am Doing some some serious favors. Yeah,
0: well, it puts him up in an interesting group now because like Eddie Wineland's one of those litmus tests because they know he's been around for ages, they know how good he is and how consistent he's been, but they also know he's like I I call his style gunslinger. It's like Cub Swanson, like hands at the waist, like wide stance. It's all about head movement and power, and using speed and athleticism which obviously are the things that drop off pretty quickly as you get later in your career especially when you're fighting a bantamweight. Um on the flip side though, Julian Arosa, a guy that's been in and around the UFC for ages. Um he was on The Ultimate Fighter, wasn't he as yeah. well? He had a wicked knockout against Nate Landwehr, who was trying to climb back to his feet. Yeah, protesting. he wasn't happy about
1: it was he? he wasn't having it at all. He felt like he was still in there.
0: Yeah, I just I just didn't I didn't I didn't see anything coming back from him when he, even when he stood up after like five seconds of protesting yeah. the referee, he yeah. still looked like he was completely out of it. I don't it. know what
1: you think about this, but the, when, when people get wobbled, the flying, when people get wobbled and backed up on the fence and they could kind sort of use the fence to sort of settle themselves, the fly, I feel like the flying knee, from the from the opponent has seemed to be more prevalent now. It seems to be a real go to sort of technique. As soon as I've wobbled him, and I've seen that he's using the fence to steady himself, is is, is using that flying knee. I don't know yeah. whether you think that's obviously it's not new, but it seems yeah. like it's more prevalent than it, it definitely has been. is.
0: It definitely is. And People are a bit more confident with it now because they're seeing how effective it's been. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like like you go back in the day, and it was difficult to think of a, of like a clean flying knee knockout. Whereas now, I mean, you've got these, these it endless a lot signs. now. Yeah, yeah. Bec- like when when do we discuss this like we we've talked about this on a previous fight pretty pretty recently like when you when you've got someone backed up against a barrier and i say a barrier because it's not always a fence sometimes it's a rope sometimes it's a wall depending on the circumstance you know that person has got two options in most scenarios if it's a boxing kickboxing yeah. match you put them against the ropes they're going to go left or right
1: it's controlling outcomes right controlling yeah. exits yeah
0: with with someone with someone that you know has got that third option at the forefront of their mind, which is level change. Mm. Like BJ Penn, Sean Shirk. I think I mentioned this one. I went and watched it again the other day. BJ Penn pushed him back against the fence and knew full well that Sean Shirk's three options when he's back touches the fence. Left or right or level change. And that level change is like... I mean, people are so vulnerable when they level changing to a flying knee because you don't even have to land it
1: clean yeah like you can just land to, like just top enough of your, just, to, yeah. just to spin the head a little bit yeah it does a lot of damage doesn't it it does and like 101 101 in, everyone knows you don't shoot without setting it up you know you're leaving yourself vulnerable I know it's not necessarily it goes, the case goes back to the main it? event though yeah I know, I, know, I know it's not the case for the the fight we're talking about now but that, that is you know we're probably skipping ahead a little bit there but that is that's a fundamental point in that fight mm. In that, the takedown wasn't set up. The shot wasn't set up, and you know you paid the price for it. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, unfortunately, heavyweight you pay the price a lot worse. You than only get one weight. chance, you? <laughs> yeah. it's,
0: it's you know fractions and in inches. What uh, about uh, Aspinall?
1: Yeah, um, oh, man, I'm genuinely He's so, good, I'm, he? yeah, just really happy for him. It was it was you know we discussed on the on the pick show last week that this was a step up in terms of the level that he was fighting at. And I think we both wanted him to to do really well and he did really mm. well. R- really happy for him. I think that puts him in a great spot. Um he had to turn a few heads there and people will be recognising him and he's you know, he's a good solid um heavyweight coming out of this country, which is mm. exciting, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah, it is. And and you know, and he stood and traded with Arlovsky and, you know, in the early going when some people would have probably clinched him and tried to get yeah. him to the floor. Yeah, like, Orlovsky always comes in in good shape. He's always prepared and conditioned. He's got so much experience, and I st- I'm still seeing new parts of his game. Like he, st- he still changed a few things in his in his forward progressions in the fight. But I mean, Tom's just he's, he's just young, athletic, fast, yeah, big powerful, athletic, he? yeah. and he's got that. Yeah. He's got such a calm confidence about him, which is why his techniques flow so mm. well. But yeah. in that first round, once he'd hurt Orlovsky and he started to throw a bunch of shots. There was a point where you could see him. He went, "Hang on a minute, this is Andre Arlovski. Let me not get too carried away because <laughs> yeah, he might come nice. back from the dead." Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's nice.
1: It's nice to be able to have that clarity within that situation as well. It shows a level of understanding and a level of sort of, sort of uh, cognition to to recognise. Oh look, you know, I need to stick within this mm. game plan here, let's not too carried away. Yeah. So, what would you do with him? I, like, I think Tyber would be a great. Fight for him, but I know he's already mad mu- He's already matched yeah. up, isn't he? Well, uh, you know, there, there were other there were another fight,
0: on, heavy heavyweight fight on the card, the the Chris Daukus Alexi Onaik fight, and another situation where you've got a veteran taking on one of the rising yeah. guys of the division. Daukus has got wicked fast hands, I've and it down as a potential belt.
1: opponent for him. It would make a lot of sense. It wouldn't would. It?
0: it would. But then they, the only downside is that. I mean that this could have quite easily been Olosky v. Olenek and Dalkus v. Aspinall yeah, on the yeah, card. Yeah. There was a reason why they were matched this way because it's to accentuate either the veteran or the the new the,
1: the new face. You know, it's to test the young. The young guys have to come mm. through, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the thing I struggle with Dalkus is he's great. I like him. He's you know he's obviously got a high set of skills. I can't picture him against the, that top five, top six in that division. I just can't picture him being able to hang at that level yeah just you know i know he's fast um he looks you know he's relatively strong for his size he's always going to be undersized against the you know the big dogs in that in that division but i I just i don't know whether he just needs a few more fights or i need to watch a few more of his fights but i just struggle seeing him against the you know the big boys at the Mm. the top there's there's a clear another level up there what what do
0: you what do you reckon what weight do you reckon he'd be if you stripped all that excess weight off him
1: I mean I mean the thing
0: is like, there's a bit to go in yeah, there Yeah there is definitely you know? for sure but he's like he's he's weighing in at sort of 250 Yeah like are you getting 45 pounds off him or are you getting 25 pounds off him and then and getting then a to cut. cut Yeah But then what does that do to his performance I mean he like he is he's 63 he's
1: and his point of difference too is his speed at heavyweight Exactly So then if you drop down into the light heavyweights where people are genuinely faster anyway do you lose your point of difference that and then the you just thing, become a normal sized mm-hmm. light heavyweight
0: I mean that that fight that he had USC two fifty two against Parker Porter was it stood out in my mind. It was one of the fights I watched when when he you know when his when his next fight was coming up in Abu Dhabi and I was uh, Oxygen's side. He's his hand speed in that fight was the point of difference. Yeah, yeah. And, and I and I and like like you said, you know, if, like if you take him down to two hundred five, I don't think he's gonna be. He's not necessarily undersized massively at heavyweight considering. Like the champion weighs in at two thirty-five, mm. so it might just be a case of just m- like making him more efficient as a heavyweight.
1: But he, yeah, he is maybe. a black belt, maybe.
0: and I mean the other thing as well is he's a full-time police officer, which you know gives him a lot of right, other things okay. to consider as well as. Uh... I
1: mean, he he, he's, he does have really fast, fast and crisp striking. But he's not uh, he's not a technician, is he? There's there's a, there's a lot of scope for improving his efficiency with his mm. striking in terms of improving his is the technical side of it. Maybe that's his maybe that's his level up. Maybe,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I think he's got a lot of potential, and you know his brother's in the UFC as well. Which it, it's, you've always got two. Man, it was a
1: st- it was a good performance because th- performance. that could easily go very, very wrong for you, couldn't it? Yeah,
0: and you know exactly what what you're going to get with Olenek. Yeah, he's not no interest, no interest in until striking. he gets older. Yeah. Don't
1: doesn't want to strike,
0: <laughs> does not want to strike.
1: Uh, we we uh, we glazed over. Eamon's hobby had a yeah, like a proper technician's performance, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, I can imagine you were really enjoying that. He was just very, very patient again, took his time. Sort of, I, I always think of it as they, they're like um, normalizing frequencies. So he was just seeing, you know, the wavelength of the other opponent mm-hmm. and then just, just, right, I figured it out, bang, counter, and then, uh, yeah, did the job. I thought that was yeah. a beautifully timed counter and a, yeah, great performance for him.
0: Yeah. What, did, were you surprised with, uh, did you go Van der Rohe or Bivak?
1: Yeah, I went. Thanks for bringing that yeah, up. I thought you yeah, I went under. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you knew that. Spivak looks good, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah,
2: you yeah, yeah. <laughs> did. Um, yeah, I, I
0: do Vanda- Another heavyweight, though. Like you could, you could put him in there against against Aspinall or Lohman or uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason yeah. why not. The, the fact that he was he was the first fight of the night doesn't necessarily mean that he's he's being under prioritized. It's just sometimes you know they want to start off, off with. A heavyweight fight if they've got three on the main card. Yeah, Tom's gonna to want to look up though oh, he's he's yeah. gonna want yeah. someone
1: he's gonna want someone above him get get another name quick.
0: But the downside is he's had so few fights in comparison mm-hmm. to I mean you've got Cyril Gam fighting this weekend who's got seven fights on his record. Like heavyweight you can make real progress can't you mm, very, very with quick. few fights. There's still a lot to be gained from having few fights though and, and heavyweight records, especially the young guys twelve fights total not only is not only is that a sign of how difficult it is to get opponents, but that also will show how difficult it is to get training partners. So it's not even like a lot of lessons can be learned in the gym. Like you have to be really switched on and intelligent.
1: Like we talked about it on the on the last podcast. Is if you're that size, it's, this isn't necessarily the only option in sport. You know that yeah. that that size mm. guy is playing a lot of different sports. If if it's in the in America, you know they're, they're playing in the NFL, or if it's over here, they're playing in the rugby codes. Um, it must be yeah. It must be difficult to get opponents and to get training partners. Mm. Talking of bad picks, that Charles Rosa pick was not a great pick, was it?
0: He's just not a bit a wild. Pick. He's a bit you know he's, yeah. a, he's a bit he's he's ragged around the edges. I, I mean I like watching him. He's you no know, he's enjoyable because of that. He's a bit. he reminds me a lot of the other guys that are like uh, Pete Sell and uh, oh what's his name? Why am I, why is his name slipping me? Moved up to heavyweight recently, one of, one of uh, Weidman's uh, mates. You know what I mean? There's like a few of those kind of hard-nosed, like, Quinta type fighters that can fight anywhere, but there's still a there's a scrappiness to their yeah. style, which makes it fun, but a little bit vulnerable as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, that, Derek Minner was just he's relentless, Boston, wasn't he? It. Yeah, he's yeah. Just, he's just a hyper-aggressive grappler, isn't he? Yeah. And he's just searching for it the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I'm, no, I'm excited for for his. I can sort of see shot. why Derek loses some fights though, <laughs> yeah, because he's so, he's so aggressive and he's so um, sort right? of amped up to finish. I can see him fall into a couple of traps. Yeah, um, but, then, I, mean,
0: but I, I would imagine he's done a lot of the learning on the job.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, he's had 37 fights. Yeah, 26 and 11, and 22 wins by submission, but also eight losses by submission. So he puts
1: himself. Yeah, he just puts himself yeah. in.
0: Like there's a lot of ex- yeah. a lot of learning experiences that would come with those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's like—he's got two wins in a row now. He's, he needs—he could do with sort of, th- sort of three or four wins in a row in this weight class to start getting a bit of attention because it is a deep division. Yeah, but you know, yeah, it's Laramie a tough, it's a Rose, tough place so. to make your name in it. It is, it is. And
1: I'm—I'm I'm not sure—he's well. Obviously, he's a great aggressive grappler. But I'm not sure whether he's completely well rounded enough to really make a make a run. You know?
0: Yeah. He just, he just, he seemed, he, I mean, he, he does naturally gravitate towards the grappling aspects yeah. of the sport. But, I mean, one knockout, 22 submission wins. That's like my record flipped. <laughs> <laughs> one submission win on my Very record. <laughs> it, you know, it's, it. we're seeing a lot more now fighters with eight wins by knockout and nine wins by submission. Yeah. You know, like Charles Oliveira, yeah, for it, example. It's becoming more. Yeah. Well,
1: that, that's the natural progression, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, Phil Hawes won, but only because the bell rang. I think he was he was hugging himself to survival for the last part of that fight, wasn't he? Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, I get it. It's you know, with all that that muscle mass to to feed, it's 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 tough to be conditioned enough to to fight for that amount of time. But mm. um, he he got rattled a, f- a good few times. Yeah, and um, I think he got some confidence from that. It sounded mm. like his post fight interview,
0: it was like you know I didn't. I dealt with the adversity much better this time around, but like as a conditioning coach, like how do you get around that situation? I like, mean, it
1: is what it is, isn't it? Like to if- a degree, it is what it is. Yeah. And to be honest, now with, now with the PI and the amount of information you can get from your fighters, you'll be able to get. You should be able to get pretty close to doing the best job you can do physically about getting their condition as good as they can get it. Um, the rest of it is just has to come from technical and tactical understanding and becoming more efficient in when you apply when you use your energy and when you apply your your, your work because when you're that big what you're going to do stripping mm. muscle off him is going to be very very difficult to do mm. um he's going to have to be in such a crazy amount of calorie deficit that he just wouldn't be able to train um so what so what can you do you you know if as long as you're maximizing his capacity to his conditioning capacity from a genetic point of view, which I would think—I'm not sure who his team is—but I would think they'd have a that would have a good handle on that. The rest of it is is about not wasting energy, not chasing things you don't you know you don't need to chase. Being as efficient as you can in that, you know, he's on the fence a lot, and he's burning through that energy a lot there. Just being as as accurate as you can be, really, because. You, you know, you're not going to make much change. Mm. He's he's a big dude, and uh, with that, you know, he gets that fast twitch explosion from his muscles. But you know, as we've mentioned a million times, it just comes at a cost, doesn't it?
0: And 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 if it's if that's if that's something that's kind of set for his career, and this is something that he's always going to have to at, at least, I mean, it's it's more that he has to accommodate his yeah. condition, isn't it? Exactly. It's not yeah. like a, it's not like he's going to become a marathon runner or anything like that. He, he's he's built the way he is. And he he has to kind of work with the attributes that he's got, and, exactly. and to an extent, forgive the ones that aren't on his side.
1: If he trained like the Diaz brothers, he would not have the condition of the Diaz brothers. No, there's just there's no way he can, you know he could run, he could run triathlons all he wants, but he's not going to be yeah. he's not going to have that. It, it, you know the the composition of his of, of his muscle tissue is just different, and yeah. there there is some there is some you can convert fiber type, but it's a slow process and. I think with everything else he would have to do within his training schedule, it's not, you know, mm. that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. I, ju- I mean, I just, as we talked about on, on the show last week, I kind of felt like it would go that way. Like Phil Hawes is, a, is devastating as long as long as it's a sprint finish. Yeah. And it has to be a sprint finish in the yeah. first couple of minutes. And, and Imovov, it was a tough learning experience for him, but he's going to watch that back and see loads of ways in which he could have mm. tweaked and changed and bettered his performance. Like One of the judges gave it 28-28, a majority. It was a majority decision for Phil Hawes. But 28-28 means that someone gave Imovov one of the rounds
1: 10-8. Yeah. How? I mean, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see that. Just the unanswered I that shots, that I would spur, yeah, I um, suppose.
0: I mean, I mean, he was letting. What it was like? Uh, what's his name? Last week, I mean, we were having this discussion last week with Hadolfo mm. um, Vieira, right? Like that's his. That's you know that's his mus. His, it's the capacity of his muscles as far as condition goes. Yeah, but then I look at someone like in Ghana and I'm like, he's so heavily muscled, and he did 25 minutes with Stipe.
1: He did, didn't he? But you know, again, it's not necessarily. The muscle—it's how they came about that muscle. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So if he—if he's if he's—if he was just a big unit of a kid and he grew up and you know he was training and you know his body grew and developed at the same time as he was training and you know this is this this wasn't this wasn't gym gained muscle. Mm. This was genetic freak muscle Mm. potentially then you you know hopefully as you're doing that your your oxygen kinetics and your conditioning systems grow with you so it doesn't become a problem when you see these guys that have clearly like developed this muscle in the gym and gym was their thing and they're you know they're all traps and and Mm. and pecks and what have you like back in the back in the sort of hammer house Type days when they were just like all, yeah. all traps and, and anger. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, you you can have that. That's where you fall into problems because you don't you don't have the underpinning physiology to su- to support those muscles. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, you know, you would think. You know, I watched Engano. I watched some fights the other day, and I, I do think he he is relatively efficient. He doesn't he doesn't waste too much. Yeah, he doesn't waste too much energy. Waste too much time.
0: One thing I will say though about ngarnu and if you see, if you stand next to Phil Hawes, like, like he, he's bulky, like a bodybuilder, you yeah. know what I mean? Like there's a lot of muscle mass to him. Whereas if you stand next to Ngarnu sort of he's just a big dude. Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. Just yeah. Big he's
1: just big yeah. everywhere. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, you know, maybe that, maybe that's a part of it as well. You know, how much muscle mass you have compared to your, your skeletal frame. Yeah. I'm, yeah. You know, but like, like, It's an awkward one in MMA because it's, you know, for sure that it's potential 15 minutes and as you get higher up potential 25 minutes. So you've always got to work within that, Mm -hmm. but you can kind of freestyle as long as you're in control. Yeah. So like, like for example, like Jose Aldo, when he was fighting at featherweight would sometimes take a round off and it would be an option and you could see it's like oh this is Aldo's round off and you but, could see him that that of is,
1: that's high that's high high level thinking and a high high level understanding of the sport to be able to think to be able to a conceptualized being able to take a round off in in the UFC, like mm. that's crazy to even think of that for for ninety percent of the of the roster. Yeah. So it's it's mastery of your sport. You've mastered this, you know, the constituents of this sport to the point where you know that you can look after yourself for a round mm. and then put it on for the next couple of rounds or whatever. Yeah. It is I think it's one of the more impressive. Things to watch is someone that they're in. Uh, Max Holloway does it, doesn't he? Like mm. he he increments the amount of the yeah. amount of work he puts in there. He's and, not taking
0: any rounds off, that Yeah, yeah,
1: well, yeah, but he's still he's still manipulating uh, the scenarios. So yeah. He's he's layering on the amount of work he does because he has such a sound understanding of the sport. He's in, He can control that. Mm. Incredible, incredible. When you actually think about it, at, at that level, what what they're doing? Yeah, because that's you know it's hard enough for eighty percent of the roster. It's hard enough just to compete. Over three rounds, let alone be able to like start manipulating what happens within within each of those rounds. So, like, so if you put him, if you gave him thirty more fights
0: experience, and he's fighting over twenty five minutes, like how how does that change? do You reckon? Phil he's yeah. talking about still because because like, so uh, for example, like we we're talking about Jose Aldo, but he would take a round off in five rounds, mm. which means that you definitely need to win three rounds. But ideally, you can still win four, and you can give a round, and, it's, and there's no risk there. Really, you I can mean, kind of be seen, assured.
1: Have we seen a champion of that? You know, that that has 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 had that. Have we seen anyone that's had that problem and worked their way through and have come out the other side, and now now they're well conditioned to do twenty five minutes? No, no.
0: The the only person
1: that springs out in my mind,
0: and it, it's less about him changing his conditioning and more about him changing his approach, and that is uh, Tyron Woodley. Because mm. like Tyron Woodley's got that 10, ten punch nitrous, I want to blast you through yeah. the through but, the fence. But again, it,
1: you know he he got criticism for probably one of the only strategies he could use, mm. which was I'm not wasting my energy. I know I know I've got the nitrous, but if I keep if I keep punching the nitrous, I'm going to run out and I can't do much yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, you know even with his training history, we'd think he's not out of condition. Like, Tyron's not going to be out of condition, is he?
0: No, 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 absolutely not. No, and, and Phil Hawes is not out of condition. He's dealing with a, a physiological issue yeah. that's, that's draining his energy in the first round.
1: And it, yeah, and efficiency and understanding of understanding is the only way forward. From I think, mm. assuming he is optimizing his conditioning protocols, and yeah. you know they've, they've got him in the lab and they've tested his VO two and they've worked him at appropriate intensities and stuff. But mm. yeah. Yeah, I'd tough. like to see
0: him go and train with Curtis Blades. I reckon that'd be an interesting an interesting mm. thing. I know they're they're different weight classes, but be a lot they could learn from one another, mm. I I would imagine. Go on, talk to me about the main event then.
1: Well, just quickly, uh Kunitsukai was she was actually excellent, wasn't she? Yeah. She was it was yeah. just a good, solid performance. She came under a bit of diversity, she fought back out of that and she put together a good Performance on a bit of a banana skin. I thought mm. she could have slipped up there. Yeah, I think I picked against her actually.
0: Yeah, I think you did. Good, good yeah. awareness in the guard as well. Mm. You know, making sure that she was not yeah. vulnerable, letting Vera kick off to the side. I think she'll
1: get a lot. I think she'll get a lot of confidence from that. I think mm. that was a really good win for her. Who missed
0: weight? That says it was a catch weight at one thirty eight.
1: Well, I'm not sure. I've missed that if they if someone did miss weight. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The big boys. It's just a big boy problem. In it, it's going great until it's not going great. It's just, <laughs> the, yeah. It, doesn't it is really a track record, either.
0: though. Of Curtis Blade yeah. is the one thing that seems to be his kryptonite: is when he's fighting a big puncher that has the patience to wait for their opportunity.
1: A patient, and that's that's it. Like Lewis is so, he's so simple and so complicated at the same time. You know, pretty much exactly know what's going to happen, mm. but you can't really do much about it. You, you know, you, like he's almost he's like a trapdoor spider. He's just sat there going. Well, I'm here. Yeah, come on.
0: Can we get it? <laughs> come yeah. get some. And 25 minutes. You you think a guy like that? I'd be like, oh god, I've got to do 25 yeah. minutes. But like he's in no rush really to to push a pace. He'll wait, wait for his yeah. opportunity to come. he's gonna
1: wait there, sit back, and um, uh, yeah, and let it fly. And when he lets it fly, like when he connected with that uppercut, it mm. just like the Don't world just stopped for a second, him. didn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then he just you know, yeah, and work. <laughs>
0: And the, the thing that fr- the thing that was frustrating about about Curtis Blades is like if you if you as you watch that fight play out and he, the, the the point where he level changes onto the uppercut, the first thing he does is lowers his head. Yeah.
1: Before but, he but bends pre- his knees. But previously, he'd set up a couple of takedown attempts, and it was like that is that is exactly what you need to mm. do if you're going to win this fight. Hands level change hands. Uh, level change and go for the takedown. It yeah. was the one time he didn't do it, and man, the uh, margin for error in heavyweights is just ridiculous, isn't it? There, there is none. No. Get it wrong once and it's done. Yeah, it's game over. Yeah. You haven't seen the the um, like the compilation of MMA doesn't work on Derek Lewis. No, I haven't. No it I I, it's like everyone's in proper control in wrestling position. Derek just stands, just stands up. up. Brilliant. Like, yeah. This doesn't work on me. Yeah.
2: I,
0: I I remember that when he fought uh, Gonzaga, and I think Nelson as well. I think Roy Nelson was on his back at one point, and it's just he he just looks like a, like a granddad getting out of an armchair to me. You he know what I mean? Up. Like, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like like the old man had to sit down to put his shoes on. Now he's got to get back up yeah. again. It's like yeah, like the the effort to stand up is actually not due to him being old. It's actually due to the fact that he's got three hundred pounds on yeah, top of yeah. him. It, but it's almost like he's just just let me go, shrug it off. Yeah, he's he's um... that's that's still though that's. I mean, the power is always there, and that's you know you put say you put Derek Lewis in there with Stepe now, it, it's 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 a similar roll of the dice to the Ngarnu fight, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I think Stipe is, can land without getting hit too much by him. Hit too much? though. Yeah, I know but that, that doesn't give you much. It, it doesn't, still doesn't give you much bandwidth, does it?
0: No, like you you can fight somebody. You can fight somebody and not get hit too much in most weight classes. Yeah, just not this
1: one, not and not one. with this dude.
0: And he's got, and he's got a like. Stipe's got a line of killers in front of him mm. as well. Like, if like, even if he beats Ngannou, he's having to deal with the same problems on their way.
1: Yeah, it's a rough life up there. Rough, rough my rough life. <laughs> so, can you see Lewis as the champ? Mm. I can see it. I can see him as the. I can see him as the
0: champ if he gets a shot at Stipe. Mm. I don't, I don't know as I see him beating,
1: yeah, I I still, yeah, I still
0: thinking, I still thinking Garnier would, would better him. Yeah. I still think Garnier would better him, but I I think Derek Lewis could, I mean, the thing is, that's the thing with Stipe, it's it's so easy to underestimate him because compared to the power that the rest of the division's got, and I'm not saying he doesn't have punching power, because he does absolutely, absolutely. but. But but they, I like, feel like he's
1: a bit more of a sniper than he is th- than, a, than a power puncher. And and
0: I and I hate to say this because I you know I love Stipe, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. But like his right hand's gotten shorter over the years, right? Because his Padman brings the pad all the way to him. Yeah. You know when you watch him hitting pads, I mean his Padman's tall and long and rangy, and I just think it's kind of stolen some of the reach yeah, of Steepa's
1: combos. We, you know, we've privately discussed this a a lot in the art of pad holding. Mm. And you know what are we trying to do? Are we doing this for Instagram? Are we doing this basically to be as close to the yeah. to, to the head as create possible? A center line. Yeah,
0: that's all I'm thinking is when I'm holding pads, I'm. Because what, what are we doing? We're trying to,
1: you know, we're constantly trying to replicate competition. That's mm. you know, that's the aim of training. Rep- as close replication as you can, and you know, sh- landing punches that are short is you know that's a that's a big negative connotation to, mm. to absolute performance.
0: Well, I mean that that type of training has been replicated, but in a negative way. Mm. Like his, who was it? Maldonado, Fabiano Maldonado. He caught him clean with the right hand on that, and it was and there's still a drop off to it. It still drops off as he throws it out, but it, it was a longer punch there.
3: Yeah. Whereas the, yeah. The,
0: the 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 more recent fights, like when he had Nelson up against the fence and the, and the the Vadum one where he won the belt and Vadum was running at him. It's, they're short punches. Yeah. I was watching a Golovkin fight the day. I'll have to show you this punch that he landed. I've never seen anything like it. it Was a lead overhand to the top of the head.
1: You showed it to me. Well, yeah, yeah, sent it to me, yeah. Punch. yeah, yeah.
0: I'm gonna try. I want to try that on someone. See if it takes their legs <laughs> away the same. Um, um,
1: yeah, I mean, t- t- probably just to close it out. I just think Lewis is one of those guys that you. He just keeps winning, mm. and he, and he, he he's almost like you're never gonna pick him, and then he just keeps winning. You don't pick him again, and he just keeps winning. And he's just a problem, isn't he? It's just yeah. a massive problem for for
0: people. People don't pick him, or, or I mean, you know, some people do. Um, but like people that know the game and know the, and know the technical aspects of individual fighters, like there's a tendency to always go, "Well, he's technically the better fighter." Yeah, you know, like Curtis Blades. Like, say for example, if you took those two guys and you put them through some kind of combat sports combine, like you know the thing that that. Uh, Joe DeFranco gets people yeah. ready for the yeah,
1: NFL. Yeah, yeah. Well, I- well, the PI has a combine now, right? PI so- has a has a, a, a it has a physical combine. And I was talking to Dean Amersinger over in the, in the PI in Shanghai uh, earlier this week, and they have they have now rejigged their technical combine. So you have certain positions that you start in the grappling. You have you, you know you get assessed in your striking. You get assessed in your sparring. All of that data comes together and oh man the sports science team they've got over there they take all of that data they weight it compared to your body weight compared to who you're fighting your experience compared to who you're training with all of these things they put put it all in the mix and they come out with with rankings and stuff it's very very impressive it's not live just yet but they're putting it together it's going to be um you know from a from a from a sports science geeky point of view it's game changer, yes. yeah, yeah it really is, mm. it really is groundbreaking it's it's um very impressive
0: so so imagine then taking Lewis and blades and putting them in that combine for assessment only yeah like out of the other end and i I can kind of imagine what Dean would say is like blades is a great wrestler he's a good student he listens he's keen on learning the striking skills he's still yeah. kind of rudimentary but you know he's there and if we can tie his physical attributes with his skill set he's going to be very good on the flip side, he's going to go. Yeah, Lewis is kind of all over the place, but he's a monster. <laughs> right,
1: <laughs> right. It's just, just a problem for everyone, isn't he? Yeah, he just yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It, it's the it's the Kareem
0: Abdul-Jabbar problem, isn't it? For uh, Bruce Lee and Game of Death. Yeah, it's like you're dealing with someone with a with a, a a wild physical attribute that is, fortunately for Stipe as a as a problem solver, quite common in the heavyweight mm. division. But like mm. like this weekend, as obviously we're going to get into it, you've got Gannon Rosenstrife. And I know Gan's not proven to be a, a devastating puncher, but strike has. Mm. For 25 minutes. Yeah. And he still fell yeah. to Nganu, even though he's got 70-odd kickboxing he, so he, he,
1: Yeah, it was funny. I mean, obviously, we're going to get onto this. He was sort of doing the right... He was right in there. And it's a very, very brave strategy to stay in that pocket mm. with Ngarnu. And, you know, he 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 landed in that, in that um, sequence where he got knocked out. You know, he landed what he was trying to land. He, he counted really nicely. He just didn't land it as hard as Carnage landed it, mm. and um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I can see um, Gain being someone that is a problem for Lewis because with his foot, with his movement, with his elusiveness, he could potentially get in and out before before Lewis can get something off. Mm. Um, that would be It'd take
0: a hell of a shot as well. Yeah, he's well conditioned. He's got. He's got a solid neck and traps on him. Mm. Gang could take a shot. And because he's light on
1: his toes... I don't know if anyone could take that shot, though.
0: Yeah, but but the thing it's, is, like, a lot of people... I mean, Lewis landed that uppercut on Blades. Blades was moving on to it. Yeah. The Volkov knockout, Volkov was on one leg, stationary, while he was throwing a kick, and Lewis came over the top. Yeah. So, like, there's... I I just don't I don't know whether because the thing is up until that point, Bla- Lewis had not landed anything on Volkov that was really significant and was losing the fight up to that point. With Gyan, and I say this about the Diaz brothers as well. Like often though, when people are light on their toes, you hit them in the head, and their head just drifts away, mm. and they take that better. They take a shot better than when than they would if they were planted.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that that's interesting because I really thought about it like that because obviously when I'm watching someone like Cyril. Move in and in and out of range. I'm thinking it of it from an offensive point of view, as in, he's, you know, he's 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 out on the edge here, and then he's in and he's out. But I haven't thought of it as in he's taking because he's agile and his footwork is so good when he's taking uh, shots. He's also using that on the on the on the way out as mm. well. Yeah. So he's just not landing quite as heavy. Yeah, that'd be a cool fight. I mean, I, I can't. We'll see what happens this weekend, but mm. um, yeah, that would be a cool fight.
0: I, I think I think Gan, I know. Obviously, we're going to get into this. I think Gans an interesting one because he's he's a bit of a different look. Like we know mm. we know rosenstroit has got great kickboxing. His takedown offense coming on, and he can maintain that power all the way through. But that's partly down to his experience from kickboxing. And he's very efficiency. very
1: very efficient. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't waste much energy at no. all, does he? No 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 he doesn't. To and the he, point where you know, he doesn't like really move. That he's sort of moving yeah. on the spot, and he's not actually you know moving forward or sideways or backward mm. particularly much. But he's just he's just there and he's being efficient. He's waiting, waiting. his uh, yeah. he's the trapdoor spider again? He's just <laughs> just waiting for his prey.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, and and he kind of did that with with Alistair Overeem over twenty five minutes. And you know, he obviously Overeem was 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 having a good night pretty much up until that point. Mm. But you can still see in the exchanges where, because Overeem was quite happy to cover up and let let Rosenstrike work on him. But then as soon as Rosenstruck realized that, he started to take some of the power out of his shots. And there's even a couple where he's like slapping him to the body yeah. a bit. Like, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm yeah. not going to throw this because I know you're going to take it. Yeah. But I'm going to keep working. You're not anyway. rope yeah. open me. Yeah. Hold on a minute. That, that was it's it. Not,
1: it's not my first rodeo. You're not rope open <laughs> that me. That was hit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like like standing and covering and allowing someone to work is a bit like forcing them to run in sand for a minute. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you've got the courage and the defense to do it. Mm. Um, which... Over him did for 24 minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah. yeah.
3: Should
1: yeah,
0: we get right, into good, this card? Good card, right? Yeah, it Enjoyed was really it. good. It was very really good. good. I'm
1: happy for Derek Lewis. I think he's he's a very likable character. Yeah. He's very funny. He's very likable. He's, you know, he seems, um, when he's doing his interviews and stuff, he, he doesn't seem to be playing a character really, even though he's quite funny. He's just, you know, you'd think he'd be that funny in real life mm. or just chilling with him would be a yeah. s- similar sort of level of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it,
0: it's like, he has this kind of, it's like, like it's like an effortless wit, yeah. But then at the same time, you if you watch him closely, he's like he's a bit like a kid
3: because he's like a little bit excited because he knows <laughs> he
0: said funny. something that's <laughs> funny, yeah. You know, yeah, like, like, the, him. like the like the waking up from the dead thing, you know, referencing the Undertaker yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Oh, it's Herb Dean's fault,
1: <laughs> yeah, <very>, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, happy for him,
3: yeah.
0: Really good, mm. right? Okay, picture Next one, then, yep, let's go. Okay, let me get the app up so now i know that some of these fights are a bit in flux as well so what should we do we'll just talk through all the ones on on this on this um on the app currently and then you know if they update it later in the week and yeah i think i think a few have dropped out yeah.
1: I think a few have a question mark over but we'll we'll blitz through them and um yeah well, see, see what survives we're kicking off see with heavyweights survives. again what do
0: you reckon jacobi um, against grisham I enjoy watching both of these guys. Yeah,
1: I, um, I hadn't seen too much of Grisham and then obviously I did a fair bit of research for this and he's, yeah, he's he's enjoyable to watch, isn't mm. he? He's, he's highly skilled. He has a very varied and sort of deep record. Like he's seen a lot of different pictures over time, a lot of different types of finishes. Um, he's dropped, yeah, so he's light heavyweight. So he's dropped up to heavy. He's been up at heavyweight before, hasn't he? he?
0: He came in at, at
1: heavyweight. And I don't know whether that
0: was. I, I don't think he'd. I don't think he'd always been. No, all of his fights previously were light heavyweight, like what was he? PFL, uh, akhmat
1: I mean, he went three rounds with a at heavyweight. Yeah, now, and I, I know he came off worse um, in that fight, but he was heavily, you know, he was heavily outmatched in terms of size mm. and. To go three rounds with you know, Ty Burrow, that's a, that's a decent effort for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's, he's not a heavyweight. I, uh, from, from what I can tell, almost all of his fights or all of his fights that I've checked are light heavyweight bouts. The other thing I'll say as well is, I mean, his record's ridiculous. He's 38, uh, 31, 8 and 2. Mm. But then if you go back to the earlier parts of his career, a lot of those eight losses were early on.
1: Okay, so he's been on a good run Mm -hmm. for a a long time, eh?
0: Like, if we draw a line 10 years ago, you can take one, two, three, four... You can take five losses off his record. So he's had three losses in the last 10 years. Yeah. yeah. And he's been on some serious streaks. And I'll tell you this as well. Aside from the decision loss to Tibora at heavyweight, his previous loss to that was Magomed Ankalaev in the fourth round. Like... Ankaliyev's a killer anyway. We know that he's he's a lethal individual.
1: We'll get onto him. Yeah, for sure. Like, they
0: went four rounds, and that was that was Ankaleyev's sixth fight, right? And that was uh, Grisham's twenty ninth. <laughs> yeah, right. so, like you could like he's he's not shied away from tough challenges, and he's done well with a lot of them. Like I mean, he got he's got a win over Trevor Prangley. Did you, call his, Prangley? you call his last one? You call
1: his yeah Antigulov. I did. I did, and I, I, I thought that was a really solid MMA performance mm. it was it, like across the spectrum he didn't dominate particularly in wrestling or striking it was a, just a good um performance putting all the components together in a, in a nice sequence and nice flow I thought it was yeah. um yeah I thought it was very very good
0: he, remind, he reminds me a bit in his movement of Overeem mm. it, just in in the fact that he's quite happy to kind of switch his stance and give odd postures and then move away at speed and then stand his ground and you can tell there's a lot of gamesmanship in his in his in his uh, in his skill set based on his experience. Mm. He knows how to play as a big man in MMA.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to be tough for Jacoby. I think it's, mm. this is a this is a yeah, yeah it's a very tricky um, mission for him. It is. So Jacoby, this is his second stint. He's been in the UFC, hasn't he? And then he was cut, and then he's come back. Yeah, and he's been all
0: over the place as well. I mean, he's been kickboxing in Glory, yeah. and fighting. He's He's been a busy dude. But, he's got yeah. some vicious leg kicks. He
1: when he likes that flyers, that's, that's that's vicious. But then you look at like you
0: look at his so he was he came into the UFC at six and O and picked up two losses and then was released and went on to get another bunch of wins. Um but he's lost to Clifford Starks, Chris Camosi, David Branch, and then he's what he's and then a lot of his losses are kickboxing matches. He's got he's got a lot of experience, even though it doesn't show in MMA. Like even yeah. he's even got a boxing a boxing fight here, a knockout first round.
1: So he's ten and eight in kickboxing, mm. thirteen and five in MMA. Yeah. So it's a good accumulation of experience, isn't it? I think I can see him having trouble with Maxim up against the fence. I can mm. see him getting um, sort of beaten up up against that fence and may, you know maybe took down and pinned. Yeah. Pinned in that. Not the corner, but pinned pin up against the edge, and I, I can see him struggling a little bit with that. Mm. He, but he he does seem to fight at a different frequency than than uh, Grisham. Like he comes out and he's, he's quite energetic and he's moving a lot, and whereas Grisham just seems a bit more efficient and a bit more mm. flowing and calm and yeah, a bit more paced.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I think I, I think I've got Grisham in this. I think he mm. might. Um, I close him down, put a bit of pressure on him up against the fence, and sort of break him down from there. Really, yeah, mm.
0: yeah. I, I mean, I th- experience should probably win the day in this in this situation, and and the amount of experience that Grisham's got not only in MMA but across, you know, across sports it will will balance out that mm. ten and eight kickboxing record. Yeah, I mean, ten and eight, ten and eight's not not it's not a, not a wonderful record um so that's not going to be too intimidating for Grisham even if you added his kickboxing record to his MMA one he's still you know um one thing I will say though is he's, that win over just in was you mentioned the low kicks L- Ledet is an underrated fighter mm. in the UFC he's he's not had a good run but his skill set's definitely there yeah good box also you know former heavyweight as well yeah so you lock locking one of those in or what
1: yeah yeah Maxim Grisham, Grisham, will, Grisham cool. will win that I think so next one is
0: Vince Cachero against Ronnie Lawrence. Oh
1: my God, Cachero mm. is about as t- he took about the biggest beating I've ever seen from Jamal Emmons. Didn't he? And Still
0: stayed tight though. But it's, but it took so oh, come so come 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 much damage up.
1: to the to yeah. the body. But took it. I just took it. <laughs> it's just I don't know what it is about Hawaii man. They just to just nails. Tough man. Saw that surfing. It's got that core yeah, strength. It is. it? You know what I mean? It's the. I mean, he really did take. He really did take a beating. Yeah. Um yeah super super tough he's he's pretty short for that for that weight class isn't he or mm. well, certainly certainly against um against Jamal but yeah you know he's got some good he's skills. Five, six. Yeah. You
0: know he's he's not. But then that might help him out in this scenario, given the fact that uh, that Ronnie Lawrence is probably going to want to take him down and.
1: Yeah, he's got some good wrestling, Lawrence. Hasn't yeah, he? You really nice. I saw him nice. on the contender series. Mm. Lovely he, transitions
0: um, from body locks and 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 very good at as soon as the fight hits the floor, move into more advantageous away. positions instead of stopping and yeah, trying. to... Very very high output. Mm. He, yeah,
1: his, his output look, look, looked looked um, exceptional.
0: Yeah. Um similar kind of experience, seven and
1: three, six yeah. and one. I mean, although Cachero came off worse against Emmers, he did land He did land a little bit in return. You know, he's not, mm-hmm. he wasn't just a punch bag. He, he got off some nice counters and he did some nice work. Um, I think, uh, yeah. And if
0: you you know, if you can stuff the takedowns of Lawrence and force him into one edge of his game, like,
1: yeah, he's relentless so long yeah. isn't he with his takedowns?
0: Well, he, he is, he is, but again, like that, short stature and that tight guard might make it quite uncomfortable for Lawrence to find yeah. his way in. Cause he yeah. look he likes a body lock and it's yeah. difficult to get a body lock on a short guy that never moves his elbows from his ribs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. he's like, he's tight and he's got that, he's got that kind of hard nosed. I'm going to walk my way into your range and then start to yeah. punch. Like and he's he not he going to stop. No, like no,
1: he's not, not going to be outworked. Like and bantam it, you know, weights. And, you know, he could have found so many different ways to, to exit that Emma's fight if you if you wanted to if you would had enough and he he didn't choose Did any of them to. I yeah. think I might yeah on that I might lock him in yeah yeah Kachera let's see see okay. how he goes oh, okay. hope he gets uh, hope he gets a good win there mm. yeah well I um, reckon
0: uh, I reckon that's, that's, oh, a, that's a,
1: that, a, that might yeah I don't know if that's actually on the card or not which one we'll have to see Kachera and Lawrence I think it sure. is is it yeah I've still got it on this no. one here um, this next
0: one I'm not sure is though which is unfortunate because you've rather enjoyed Barcelona, haven't you? Yeah, this is
1: horrific. I mean, <laughs> if this is off, this is off. But it's a horrible debut for uh, Hozier. Um, yeah. Is it his debut? Uh, no, I think he's had no. one. But I think
0: he's had two before. I think he's... Let me have a look. Let me have a quick look. Uh, I've a certainly match not called any of anyway, his fights. I know that. Um, he hasn't
1: fought since 2019. He lost to Castaneda. Um... While he was in the Combat Americas.
0: Okay, so that's kind of set his level a little bit. We mm. we know where we know where he's at with that. Um, yeah, and, and
1: Barcelos is a he's a machine. I watched. Um, oh, this
0: is not even showing up on this card
1: now. All right, so it's definitely off. I think so. Yeah. Oh, well, I think if so. I was going to pick someone, I would definitely be picking Barcelos. Pick he had a great scrap with uh Germain Al Said. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. It, it was a. Uh, and it was like it was one of those fights where you you, you realize that you haven't you haven't took a breath in about a minute, <laughs> and you're only watching it and you're just waiting for something to happen. Yeah. And it was razor thin up until I think Saeed threw something spinning mm. and he just mistimed it a little bit. And Barcelos just wrapped him up and probably probably changed the fight there. Mm. Um, yeah,
0: I I, this one doesn't look like it's on the card, but no, you go with Barcelos yeah, if you we'll
1: will. go, we'll go with Barcelos, <laughs> even though it's a wasted pick.
0: This is a this is a fun one to watch. This is like this is like like a guy beating himself up in the mirror. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're yeah, kind yeah. of a similar Tom, height, Tom Cop, similar weight. They? I mean, like 9 and 1, 9 and 2. You You've got one who's a 100% knockout, one who's a 100% decision. Um,
1: yeah. I'd be amazed if this goes to three rounds, wouldn't you? I oh, don't say that. It might be a real slow one. Now. Yeah, might, I mean we might you have never a blister in first round and then they <laughs> lean it. on each other
0: <laughs> up against the fence yeah. for two more.
1: Um I mean, what are the stats saying on this one? Let me have a look. Go it'll on. be interesting. So Manyfield, last time out got knocked out by OSP, right? Yeah.
0: So, which was a big step up for him. Yeah, you know, but always
1: worse. sort of fascinating. Fascinating to see how guys come back that next fight after a. He's on two losses.
0: A, I think he lost a decision as well before that. Yeah, Devin
1: think. Clark, I think. That was it. So yeah.
0: he's so he's coming off. I mean, he he was nine and zero before those two fights. Yeah, but so it was, it was more out? it was
1: more coming off the knockout. After being knocked out by, you know, OSP doesn't mess around. No, um, it's an interesting mental game. From you know, when they get back in after after losing by knockout, it's uh, it's a, it's different to losing by mm. you know a decision or even a TKO. Um, yeah. So we interested to see yeah where we where he goes with that, whether he's got the fortitude to to come back from that. But yeah, it's a tough one to pick in it. They're just two big dudes, a lot of power. It kind of
0: goes back to the conversation we were having earlier in in the show about like management of energy. Both of these guys have have clearly got a lot of strength and power, but at what point does that start to cost them in 15-minute fights? Yeah. I mean, mean, you know, um, we've got, what's his name?
1: William Knight came off that win over Kaymore, didn't he? That was a unanimous decision. Mm. So he can, can, you know, he he can grind it out over three. I, I mean, interestingly, so... Menafield's coming off two losses and Knight's coming off two wins, if you and two wins in the UFC, if you include the the contender series win. Mm. So there's a bit of a mental edge there for Knight for sure, because not only is he coming off two wins and and, and coming off two losses with two losses with and his last one being a knockout. Yeah. So he's he's in a, a fragile state potentially, you know.
0: But then, if, but then, if I was in Menafield's corner, I'd say to him, "What do you think would happen to William Knight if he fought OSP?"
1: Yeah. Probably Wouldn't the
0: same be too dissimilar, right? It? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's, there's ways of building that confidence, even mm. even in in the circumstance that he's in. But I I I just think that this might be a lot of like clinch work and holding up against the fence from Menafield, trying to slow William
1: Knight down, mm.
0: who's trying to break free and land some shots.
1: I think that. Very, very likely to happen, but I think Knight might be able to create some distance, separate, and get some hands off. You reckon? Yeah, and I think um, I mean, you know,
0: well, add another decision to his uh, thing, or cause I, d- I, mean, you know, he won that contender series fight against um, against Cody with uh, elbows and ground and pound. Mm. I, I, I'm not sure as Knight. I mean, I might be wrong. I, I don't. I, I just don't see Knight being able to ground Menafield and, and control him unless Menafield's dead tired.
1: Tired, yeah, yeah let's let's go with Knight let's see uh, let's see how he goes see if he can make it three in a row yeah and um, yeah might, yeah. it's close though it's tough is it it's tough tough pick those two look
0: at it I mean this is this is veteran V contender again like we're having a lot of these 19
1: and 1 yeah
0: against 9 and sorry 19 and, 19 and 10, 10 yeah. versus yeah. 9 and
1: 1 yeah I mean we, we've talked about sort of as the matchmakers they have these archetypes of fights and this is one of those isn't it like been around for everyone um, Alexis Davis is super experienced, super wily She's she's got a nice um, she's got a nice skill set, but she is on a bit of a skid. Yeah, she's probably her last. Time. She she lost the last three or last two. I'm not sure, but she's she's on a significant um, significant skid. She's got solid solid sort of striking, and then you got Mazzo Mazo who's just the opposite. She's she's just a young prospect, up and coming. She's winning. She's confident. She's got nice kickboxing. Um, she she uh, watched a little bit over the last few days. She doesn't fill me with confidence that she knows how she knows exactly what her game is and how mm. to get her put her game into a situation. She's you know, and and that's fair enough at nine and one. I think that is her the, her progression is working out exactly what her game is, and then matching it to to the opponent that she's got in front of her. Whereas yeah. I think Alexis is. You know she's so experienced. She she pretty much knows what she's going to bring to this and and what game plan she's going to put in place. Mm. I th- I think this one
0: this is more of a challenge for Alexis Davis to solve than it is for Sabina in a lot of ways. Even though even though Alexis has got the experience and and the skills. You know I mean she's she's what is she a Brazilian jiu jitsu black belt, mm. uh, jiu jitsu traditional jiu jitsu and Brazilian jiu jitsu black belt. <laughs> I mean, she, plus she's probably going to have a reach and height disadvantage, isn't she? Yeah, one inch in height, two inches in reach. She's not massive, but but Mazo looks tall, doesn't she? She looks yeah. rangy. She yeah. looks like she'd be long able arms, to... Long arms, long legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 my thought for Alexis Davis is that she's going to struggle to find a way in against Mazo, as long as Mazo do not find herself backed up against a fence mm. where Davis can get in and clinch her and start to drag her to the floor. Yeah um i mean you know this this might be exactly the test that she needs to to you know really show where her ground games at against higher level fighters like she got that that uh she got a submission in her last fight didn't she
1: that that's how it, that's how really i s- choke against i kish? saw this playing out is mm. davis closing her off putting her up against the fence and sort of beating her up against beating her up against the fence yeah i mean that Maybe. was
0: the first submission win that last one against kish yeah and I, I, and I and she was winning the striking elements of that fight as well. I, I think it might. I mean, they might end up on the floor. A submission won't come nearly as easy against Alexis Davis mm. unless she's hurt, though.
1: Yeah, she's too um, she's too experienced for that, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like Alexis Davis. She's quite. She's quite wily as well. You know, she's she's. If, I don't feel like I'm overusing the word efficient this episode, but she's she's experienced enough not to waste waste any energy. And yeah, yeah. that may, might that's what it might come down to whether or not she can close her off, get her up against a fence, take some space away from her, and um, tie her up and beat her up. So I'll we'll go with Alexis Davis. Yeah, really.
0: Ah. Um, I thought, given the fact that she's thirty six, yeah, and that she's nearly thirty fights into her career, she's been stopped three times with strikes. Recently, it, it's I, no, I mean, not no, I mean, she's not been stopped with strikes. In A long while actually, TKO against Tara La Rosa back in 2009. It's been she's been fighting a long time. I mean, this
1: is this is just the test, and it? it's the test for Mazza. If she she comes through this, yeah. she, she'll yeah. cement herself as an up and coming prospect. Um, or oh,
0: Ronda, of course, Ronda stopped. her. So that's the last person to stop uh, Alexis Davis with strikes. Yeah. Ronda knocked her out in 16 seconds.
1: That's a that's a whole different,
0: yeah, era. That like like these, these the last few fights that she's fighters that she's lost to, Chikagian former contender, mm-hmm. Maya former contender. Yeah. And, and Viviane Araujo is who's I mean, she's top ten now. Yeah. Like she's well on her way as well. Just just come up yeah, that not, they're not, They're theory. not gimme
1: fights, are they? They're they're, they're t- obviously tough losses, but they're they're tough opponents.
0: Yeah. That that's that's Forty-five minutes of losing, though. Yeah. In her, you know, a, since two thousand and seventeen,
1: that's a that's a big psychological weight to be to be taking back in there, isn't it?
0: And then you've got a young fighter with one loss on her record. Yeah.
1: And you know, when off you, 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 you you're show, so finish. confident when you're young, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Layer on top the fact that you know you can't remember the last time you lost.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a decision in her debut against yeah. Marina Marazu, who's another top contender. I mean, what's Maraz at the moment? She's she ranked. Not sure what our ranking is, but again, another well-rounded, well-rounded striker with good jiu-jitsu and wrestling as well.
1: You're doing a good job of, uh, yeah. of
0: swaying me. I, I just, I, I can just see I, my memory when I think of Alexis Davis is is a bloodied face, mm. and my memory when I when watching Sabina Mazzo is that she's got a wicked jab and good high kicks. Oh, and no. there's a lot of circumstances you're going to switch here aren't you I, I, yeah
1: you're doing a really there's good a, job
0: there's a lot of circumstances you're doing a really good job pa,
1: pa. yeah pa, pa.
0: i'll leave it with you though i mean you know it's i don't know if I can you're bring, the one i not if i recording. can bring
1: myself to, to swap <laughs> <laughs> this is well at least it's on record a when i told you it's a big change <laughs> all right every well, time i look um, at that
0: camera i'm like that's really crooked isn't it Oh yeah, maybe it is I'm a bit wrong. To fix it, Emil Amy, Amy fix it. it. She's I'll good at that all. kind of stuff. Okay, um, who we got? Randy Brown against Alex Oliveira. Now this is telling me this one's not on, is it not on as well, and I'm think... disappointed if this one's off.
1: I don't think this is on. I
0: think Brown's withdrawn, hasn't he? Just, yeah. just humour me though. Who would you go with if you were going to pick it? Um,
1: hold on, mate. Where are my notes gone? Uh, Oliveira. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you imagine writing a game plan for Oliveira? You'd be like, right, oh, he's not going to do that. No, nah, he's not going to do that. He's not going to do any of that. He, he just, he, he's that, because um, he's very athletic. Mm. He is very athletic, but I wouldn't class him as an athlete. Like he's not your, your classical athlete archetype, but he's a fighter athlete, isn't he? Yeah. He, you know, he's got some good physical char- characteristics. He's very springy, he moves very well, but he likes fighting. Mm. He just really, he just really likes fighting. I can just imagine like the coaching group sitting down and putting a game plan together and, get Reviewing the camp at the end of it, and she's like, "Well, you didn't do any of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you won, but you yeah. didn't do any of that." That's
0: it. Just st- sticks it in the belt on his cowboy hat and yeah. carries on. He reminds me of the 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 kid that always gets picked for the team sport, even though he's not actually that good at the sport, right? You know, yeah. Like I remember when I was at school, when we were picking football teams. There was a there was always a kid who was he wasn't wasn't any good at football, but he was quick and he committed to stuff. Like if you had the ball so you were ten meters ahead yeah. of him, he was going to catch you and take you off your off your legs. You're like, yeah, well, you know, yeah. He's you know he's he's a bit mental, uh, but that, he's- that that
1: that's that that's that quality that you don't always get in the super talented guys. And if you could, that's when you get your rock stars. Yeah. If you can get that never die attitude and I'll work for the team and put that in the super X factor talented guys, then you get then you get your superstars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my
0: whole game plan for him would be to get him into mount position because he used to be a ball rider did not
1: he <laughs> right, imagine what his mount's like, like yeah. gotcha he, um no I like I'd, I I would never want to coach him but I do like the way he <laughs> goes about his business <laughs> he uh you won't want to coach him out of frustration. Yeah, because he, yeah. well, there would be no point. I just think there's any point in coaching him. He's just yeah. going to do what he wants to do anyway.
0: So you go for Oliveira, even though you you won't want to coach. Him. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I, yeah, you know, <laughs> I
1: appreciate. I appreciate. He seems to know who he is, and he knows what yeah. he likes doing, and that's what he goes at, and that's what he does. He's that guy, isn't he? yeah.
0: He's the guy that does the, the does And the I think he's
1: points. probably he's probably got the tools to to win that fight.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now this is now we're getting to rankings, <clears throat> there, aren't we? Uh, Alexander Hernandez ranked number 15 at lightweight against Thiago Moises.
1: Mm. I, I'm sorry, <clears throat> yeah, I kind of like both of them. Yeah, I do. S- similar, similar records. I think Hernandez is 12 and 3. Yeah, yeah. there you go 12 and 3, 14 and 4. Hernandez
0: you know. reminds me so much of Jake
1: Matthews. Yeah, yeah, what? Well, yeah, Australia, the Jake Matthews, but, but, like fit, like. Of, like Body looks the same,
0: yeah, a little bit, yeah. but it's a kind of similar mentality. Like, quite happy to come and have a fight. Like, yeah. I mean, you remember all that trash talking that he gave mm-hmm. Cowboy when they were going into it. He's he's another guy who's kind of young in his career, but kind of knows who he is. Like, he knows who he is. He knows what he's capable of. He knows what he's what he's he, um, trying to achieve.
1: He flew out at Darius with like a flying teep, didn't he? Yeah. Just running across. I think Darius might have even reached out to like <laughs> to like bump gloves, and he's just like, no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> flying teep at him. Um Okay. Yeah, quite. He's he's very aggressive, isn't he? He, mm. he, he basically out-aggressed Dariush in that in, in that fight. He just came at it and just like right, we'll, you know, bit down and we're having a fight. And um,
0: that, that is kind of Dariush, isn't it? He kind of yeah. like he he is he has kind of got a, I to. Mean, let's just slow this down. Yeah, yeah. Let's jujitsu pace this <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's one loss outside of the UFC was a split decision to Jamal Lemmers. Right. So he's been deep, fighting decent competition. Yeah, right yeah, now. he has.
1: And it, you know Moises is is calmer, a bit calmer, a bit more methodical. He's mm. um, making your
0: debut against Dariush, though.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, cheers. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Yeah. Is that, but you know Darius then got
0: Mercier, and then he got put in against Cerrone. Yeah, and I, I actually thought that he might have might have done enough trash talking to get inside Cerrone's head in that one. I, yeah. I think his game plan was right to try and rile him because Cowboy doesn't like when when people aren't friends with him. Yeah. You know, he yeah. likes to feel like he's getting in there. For I a don't like it when branch. people are not friends with the cowboy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> until, until it's time for us until not to be time. friends with him. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Oh, I'd ruin, his day.
1: I'd ruin <laughs> his day. I'm all, yeah. don't worry. I'll pick a team and then I'll put Yeah. Oh, um, right. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> but he's, uh, no, you know, I, I, I like, I like who cowboy is. I, I think, um, you know, he's, he's obviously got some performance anxiety issues that he's clearly been working on in, mm. in and out of camp. But, um, but
0: like I mean, you look at who who the UFC had been putting in there against. Like so, like you picked up two wins. You came in against Dariush. then you got Urban Mercier, who at one point people thought he was going to be, you know, a bit of a, yeah, a bit poor, of a superstar. Yeah. Um, then he got the cowboy thing that didn't work out. But then they put him back in there against Ronaldo and he won a decision. Yeah. And you look at his like he was ten and two then, and Trinaldo was twenty three and six. Like he's fighting guys that are up. Then he then he fought Dober next, who's got double the fights that he's mm. had. But then Gritsmacker, <laughs> beautiful hook.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it is pretty it's pretty close, isn't it? Yeah. I, I I think Hernandez might out infuse him.
0: It's all about his sub defence in this one. Right. If you go back to Moises' fight against um, against Michael Johnson, he was he was uncomfortable up against the fence in the mm. first round. Like clearly like I don't mind striking, but I don't like this pressure. Yeah, and he just he didn't seem to be able to find his way in, like in the striking ranges at all. Came out in the second round though, and and had shot a single leg on Johnson before the clock had come up on the screen. Right, and went running for a single leg, tried to finish it. As soon as he realised he wasn't going to get it, dropped back straight into a leg lock, and the sequence of him putting putting his you know his hook over to pin the hip. Yeah, like you can tell, he you knows that he knows exactly yeah, where yeah. he's going he's, and what he's doing. The ground game is very slick. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that's that's what Hernandez has got to watch out for in in this scenario. It, it's that Moises jumps on him, drags him down, yeah. clamps anything I mean, onto him. It could be all kinds of stuff.
1: Yeah, that could be that could be a nasty matchup because Hernandez is going to come forward. He's going to put that pressure on, and if he just oversteps that zone slightly mm. and gets gets wrapped up you know he's going to be he's going to be in a bit of trouble isn't he yeah but but then you know
0: but you know hernandez could learn from that michael johnson fight because there was a moment as soon as moises sat back for the ankle lock you could like there was a moment where johnson could have gone my main priority is escaping this submission mm. and it wasn't he kept trying to strike him mm. which gave moises the time to to you know lock in that uh, that ankle lock um I'm just having a look how many I mean his topology page, the, the picture on his topology page is wearing a gi, so you know he's gonna be um, you know Bobby Green's a difficult guy to deal yeah. with, especially over, over three rounds. Like he lost a decision to Wagner Hosha in a grappling match. Yeah, Even Green Wagner's is consistently killer. difficult
1: to deal with, isn't he? He's, mm-hmm. you know, has not got an amazing amazing run, but he is consistently difficult to deal with. Yeah. See no not not many not many flamboyant
0: submissions before he came to the UFC though. Triangle choke, rear naked choke, armbar, guillotine. I mean, maybe he's just going through the through the catalogue and picking <laughs> one, of, one of each. He's just showing some I variety. I of everyone, yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll get like a Sulev stretch out of this one or like a you know, twister or something.
1: I, I think Hernandez can control this mm. and he can get the win. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, Hernandez. Yeah. See, Hernandez. He's, we'll he's just, just got
0: to keep putting that wall up against any kind of clinch work and grappling.
1: Yeah. But but that, that's the thing you get trapped in right? Is he has to put that forward pressure, but not too far. Forward pressure, but not too far. Yeah. You you got to manage that distance mm-hmm. yeah. like very very accurately, have not you? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it, it's mm. kind of it's kind of the rule when you're in someone's guard. Like you're either all the way in or all the way out. Yeah, if you're all the way in. You know what you're dealing with, and you've got to manage not getting tied up in something. Yeah, but you if you you're either all the, you're not kind of lingering in the center line. It just where seems it more like
1: cut out. and dry when you're talking about guard. It's like. There's, well, yeah. You know, it's just clear. There's clear, li- clear boundaries and clear lines in there. When, because obviously striking is more fluid, the boundaries and the distance is changing so mm. regularly. That's why it's so much di- more difficult to manage, isn't it? It
0: it is. It is. But it, it would be better still for him to pressure Hernandez and make him uncomfortable with mm. for, for takedowns. Yeah. Cause like I go, I go back to that Michael Johnson thing again. And I'm sure Johnson would watch that back and go, ah, that's the point I could have turned and sprinted. Kick him yeah. up the ass and run run around the octagon. Get away from that ankle lock. Yeah. And he'd have been back in the striking mm. range. And then Moises, as, as his confidence has taken a hit and he's not going to be nearly as confident in trying to initiate again. Mm. Like, I'm, If I'm Hernandez, I'm going, right, game plan. You, you, your first round is you've got to stuff three takedowns. Mm. But not you've got to wait for him to try and take you down. You've got to force him to try and take you down. But your priority is pressure to stuff his takedowns. Yeah, right. Break his mind. Yeah. And then start beating him up at a, at a, a yeah, take
1: his take his offensive options away from mm. him, make him stop believing in what he's, what he's good at. Yeah.
0: And then you've got, you know, if you get him backed up against the fence and you slap him left and right, you know the next option when you pressure him is level change. And then you've got that beautiful Erosa flying knee that, mm. that we keep seeing. Yeah. Pressuring people into headbutting knees is my new favourite <laughs> 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 I
1: like it. So which way are you going? You went with... Uh, uh, we're going to go with Hernandez. Hernandez. Okay. Yeah. okay, right. We're yeah, on the main we'll card. we him in. Are we missing a fight on this main card? Yeah. Well, is Renault and Chasson being dropped again?
0: Has it really? Because yeah.
1: that was remade and then it's gone again. And I think by the looks of it, is Angela Hill and... Yoda come no, in? Yeah, no, that's not been added to the app yet. No, we'll have to discuss okay. that one.
0: Because yeah. it, it was Angela Hill against... Um, so maybe
1: Renault and uh, Chasson's gone again.
0: Yeah, that's not that's not on the card at all. It didn't last very long. But I've got... Yeah, I reckon... Oh, did the Caceres fight fall off as well? See, I've got Caceres-Croom on this one. I hope that one's not falling off, because that one's going to be electric. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I've got that one on on the Wikipedia page currently. I've got that open in the main card. So let's talk about that one because it's not on the app right now. But just we'll, like, we'll have a quick chat because well, we both like Kevin Croom. He's yeah. a bit of a maniac, isn't he? He's a maniac, and then you got Bruce Leroy on the other <laughs> side who doesn't exactly know what he's doing most of the time. I I use him as an example sometimes, you know. Right. Remember when uh, well we had a young fighter. I won't mention his name, but he was he was a fighter. You know what I'm saying by that? Yeah, like, yeah. Love yeah to sure. fight. Yeah. I'd say his name, and you you get the the whole picture of what I'm trying to say. But he would see opportunities that he couldn't help himself but jump on. Yeah. And oftentimes he'd jump on a back and end up on bottom position. Yeah. Right. And he'd do it three times in a sparring session. I'm like, you're Alex caceres in yourself here. Okay. like You're jumping on opportunities <laughs> yeah, right. that you've not breathe. not just breathe for yeah. a second. Exactly.
1: Assess. Take a moment. and then act. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I like Kevin Croom. He's one. Is He's one of um, uh, James
1: Krause's guys, I think. As well. Oh, isn't is it? he? I think okay. he came but into the UFC yeah, on short another, notice
0: and won by guillotine pretty That's quick. another
1: sort of thread I've started looking out for. Is yeah, yeah is where who, they're coming who, from? Yeah, who, who's his, um Yeah, where who's it? Krause got coming in next? Like Croom's not been in the UFC long, but he's been around a long time. Yeah, yeah. He just hasn't been in, you yeah. know, in the big show for for a while. And the, and the, the his first fight gets popped for. He gets popped for weed straight after that was it. it, yeah,
0: yeah, it was yeah, standing guillotine at thirty one seconds yeah. over Roosevelt Roberts, and and then he failed his drug test, didn't he?
1: Yeah, which ironically now I wonder he, if
0: they took because he got a performance bonus. I wonder if they took that off him. Oh. Probably spent it all on weed. By that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, probably made a bonfire in his back garden. Never done that.
1: Nah, it seems like a waste. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> that's, that's how the, that's how the the uh, the Mongols and the Scythians used to oh, used to consume. Oh. Yes. and 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 there are tombs where it's been, it's been discovered that they left it burning in their tomb when they when they sealed it good way right. to go right <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to go
1: good way to go yeah um yeah is just he's just a little bit of a, an anomaly isn't he he's highly skilled He clearly he's a highly skilled fighter like mm. he, he, you know you can put he can put some stuff together but he Every time he steps up to that higher echelon in the division, he can't quite hang, can he? And it's just, he's just, like, he's just a, in team sports, he'd be a club man. He's not going to represent your country, but he's a damn good, solid club yeah. player. Yeah. Um,
0: because he'll score sometimes when you need him to and you didn't expect him yeah. to. But if you need to rely on him to score once a game, that's not going to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: His game is a bit like, um, have you seen Smoking Aces?
1: No, I don't the, think so. You've
0: got to watch it. It's, uh, um, <laughs> Jeremy Piven, is oh, one, okay, nice, guys. yeah, and he's a magician. There's this bit where he kind of he, he gets a deck of cards and he just fires them all into the air and he grabs a card, yeah, like that's Alex Caceres' game. Like there's no there's no table for the cards, there's no no structure, there's no game necessarily. You don't know the rules you're playing under. But every now and again, you he's right. Throw th- them into the air and just <laughs> grab one there out of yeah. and see what happens. But I mean, you know, that's they're, they're both their records are kind of synonymous of that. Twenty one and twelve and seventeen and twelve. Hmm. At that point, you're kind of not as bothered about losing, are you? I remember hitting you're double just figures fun. in my loss, loss, and I was like,
1: "Do I care about losing anymore?" Just having no, fun, I, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like Casera's <laughs> last time out, I think it was Austin Springer. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, Austin wasn't great if we For honest, it wasn't. You know that that, that should have been a win. Mm. That should have been a comfortable win. And obviously, you know, it was it was just it was a bit. He was a bit awkward. Yeah, I think. Um, I think I think Kroom will come through this. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah, but but then again, then again, it depends if he throws up and he picks the right card when mm-hmm. he throws the cards up, doesn't it? Because that could quite easily happen. I think if you know, if you if you're playing the odds as such, then Kroom's probably the safer bet. But with you know, with, with Caseris's random excellence that it could just yeah. pop out at any time, couldn't it? Yeah.
0: It, it, it's it, it's kind of like he's got a vast skill set, loads of different pieces, and nothing to glue it together. Mm. And and I think that even like if you look at Casiris and Kroom as, as as individuals that are very similar, you put one of the fighters with someone like Kraus and someone to be left onto their on their own devices. Mm. At least Kraus is going to shuffle that deck into a more logical order and go start with these cards first. Mm. And then if they work, oh, well, then we'll start yeah. with these cards. Yeah, you know. Like he, we didn't, we've not seen much of him because of that guillotine against Roosevelt Roberts, but yeah. he's got decision wins on his record, you know. So it's not like he's, you know, it's it's not like he's like he's reckless and he's just getting beat over the distance. Like even like he's got several wins, several wins by by decision on his record.
1: It feels, it feels sort of weird to say this because Alex's been around for so long, but it, for his recent fights, Croom's almost sort of a little bit of a step back up mm. for him, I think. But like technically, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Alex has seen he's seen all the pictures you could show him, hasn't he? He's mm. not like you're not going to surprise him.
0: No. Um, Which way are you going?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I'll lock I'll lock Kroom in. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Good, good addition. And now we're looking for it. He's coming out of a good uh, good camp that have a history of, of just getting it right when he's supposed to get it right.
0: And he has a fantastic wardrobe. If you don't no follow doubt. him on Instagram, go and follow him on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> he's an interesting dude. So uh, this this needs updating as well with the Ashley Hill, uh, Angela Hill, Ashley Yoda fight. If right. that's still on, I know that. Uh, I know obviously that is shifted.
1: We really need like a just. I mean, you would think it would be the UFC website, but you really need like a go-to place that this is constantly updated. Every <laughs> yeah. hour
0: gets updated. Yeah right. Yeah. Um, so. Angela Hill has really impressed me over recent months mm. with with a, her elevated elbow game and and you know, I mean I think she's had a couple of really frustrating fights recently with Watson and Gadea who, you know, two split decision fights two people that are perennial contenders in this division and, and Angela's like, it's like you've got the elite in this division, then you've got the contenders that are always going to be there the Gadeas and the Waterson's and then you've got Angela Hill mm. who's got the potential to crack that but Seems to she's somehow hit a ceiling every time. She's got to, yeah,
1: she's, she's got to find, a, find a rhythm, hasn't she? Like she
0: was in the USc and then she went back to Invicta, didn't she? And picked up the belt. Yeah. Like like Invicta. Inv, yeah. Like she lost to Tisha Torres and Rose again. Like you know, two other fighters. Lost to uh, lost to Esparza, Lost to Tisha Torres. Lost to Rose Namajunas. Lost to Andrade. Lost to Ansaroff, Casey Marcos. I mean, it's Yan similar. To, you know what we just she's said. Listed like, in the top eight.
1: Yeah, she's like a good solid club fighter isn't she and she just just really struggles when she she goes to that top that top part yeah I feel like she's better though she's
0: definitely better than her record shows
1: yeah but I but I also feel like one of the things I like doing is go watching early fights of someone and then seeing how much they've improved recently Mm -hmm. and I feel like she's better Mm. whatever she's doing in training she's you know it's a a good solid training program that's developing her skills and the reality is the people that she fights that you know the tough fights and you know you're going to pick some losses up she had a good Win against um, Ciphers. Yeah, oh, Ciphers! Yeah, Ciphers.
0: Yeah, so, but and, and the one before that as well with the with kind That was that yeah. was one of those elbow uh, elbow um, yeah, finishes yeah. where she caught a clean with a with a, a smashing elbow and cutter.
1: Ciphers probably will probably hate this, but she's become like a bit of a measuring stick almost. Like, that. Yeah. like listen, she's not top top, but if you can get past her, you're on you're mm-hmm. on the right route. Yeah, and I'd imagine you would hate that as a fighter being labelled as that, but. <laughs> It seems that she always crops up in people's records. When you go through people's records, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, if you have got to win over that, you normally sort of you do pretty good. But yeah. if you can't get through, if you can't get through, it's Hannah, right? Is it Hannah? Hannah Seifers, Hannah, yeah. yeah. If you can't get through Hannah, you're in the uh, you know, yeah, you got some work you're in to th- do.
0: The lower bracket, yeah.
1: So these two fought be- before, right? Mm. And I definitely feel like Angela has made more progress uh, than Yoda.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's what it's three and a half years since they yeah. fought last yeah yeah i i agree I, I she's think, fought eleven uh,
1: times since then mm.
0: uh, yeah no she what, didn't she have five fights in a year was it was yeah it, was it four fights Oh, no five fights 2019 she kept taking fights on short notice mm. um and and I, and I do think that was more beneficial to her um i think she's i think she thrives on being active because she doesn't pick up damage really in her fights mm. like of, oftentimes she's not um like she's losing by decision or by submission, mostly by decision
1: yeah, yeah. I, I i i like angela hill what we were saying before so when you're um when you're developing as a performance coach or an snc coach initially you sort of resonate with strength and power like you mm. sort of see that in athletes and you know that's your bread and butter in the gym is creating or developing strength and power but as you sort of progress through experience you end up you end up certainly for me is is resonating with elasticity and reactive strength mm-hmm. and bounce and rhythm and flow and and i do think that's probably where angela's at she she seems to she she seems to move in and out really nicely she has good reactive strength mm. um, she's very plyometric in, in nature um, and I, you know i i think yeah you know, she's she, she she's a sharp mover mm. she, she does move really well um See,
0: I, I don't think it's i don't think it's adding anything new to her game to, to get her over that limitation that she's that she seems to be finding i think it's i think it's understanding how to create better opportunities for the techniques that she's already proven mm. to have
1: and I, that's time isn't it that's mm, just time at the coal yeah. face and just keep keep well fighting, i mean that's one way again training. the other
0: way again is to have someone draw your draw your map and, yeah. and help you walk down that path but those kind of people are few and far between Especially at this level, you know, if a, if a fighter like Angela Hill walks into the gym, most coaches are going to try and give her new things to work with. Hmm. Instead of going, okay, well, this is what you've got. This is what you're very good at. You've got good footwork and a good pace, and you can put people in position with your jab and your low kicks. Your elbows are the thing that sets hmm. you aside. Yeah.
1: Ooh, what happened there? Does that mean you kick the plug? <laughs> um, and then so on the other side. So I don't know where Yoda's... Oh, it's here. Oh, there you go. Oh. Oh.
0: I missed the. I missed the bot. The the view more oh, thing. Okay, there so you you're locked in. Croom <laughs> looks like he's just been told a joke that he don't want to share with you. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex Caseras looks like he's just been told a joke, and he's the brunt of that joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, like straight
1: funny. straight mouth emoji. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite. Yeah. Um.
0: So you went with Kroom on that one. Yeah, you? we went with
1: Kroom. We'll lock these in.
0: And then Angela Hill, Ashley Yoda.
1: Yeah. So the what one th- I don't know what do you know what's happened to. Ashley, has she been out injured or anything? She just doesn't seem to have. No, I don't think so. She's been was, doing that much. So Angeles fought Which almost double the amount of fights since the last time mm. these two met. So mm. she's been busy. The one, one thing I took from looking at um, looking at Ashley was her. She seemed to have good grappling for MMA. Like mm. she would hold, she would get to position, hold position to strike. Yeah, like she seems like she has a couple of nice systems that she uses. That she grapples to damage, mm. you know. Not obviously with if the submission presents itself, she she's happy to take that. But she seems to have got an, yeah a nice little system of control, uh, position and damage.
0: Yeah. Um. I I wonder whether her her jiu jitsu for MMA is good enough to be Angela's wrestling for MMA. I don't
1: think so. I, I she's think got good I head position yeah. work and stuff. I think Angela's got this. Mm.
0: You reckon?s yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I, I do. And she's, you know, she probably dual win after the couple of razor thin sp- split decisions. Yeah. And yeah. she's been, t- you know, she's been taking stuff on short notice, which is always a gamble. Yeah. You, you almost get a gimme, don't you? If it, if you, if it doesn't pay off, it's like a gimme fight.
0: A little bit, a little bit. But I mean, but they, you know, they they, they do kind of use Angela Hill as a bit of a measuring stick as yeah. well. So maybe they're 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 using each they're using them both as measuring sticks to see which one's going to progress. I I mean the thing is you can you can do very little in these in these divisions and make a lot of waves like mm. Yoda's 8 and 6. If she gets to win this weekend she could be 9 and 6 and find herself inside the top 15. Right. You know with another win she could be 10 and 6 and find herself inside the top 10.
1: <laughs> that's just a, the you know that's the depth of mm. the depth of the sport as it is right now and that's you know that's going to change that we've mentioned before is the evolution of of the female divisions in mm three four five more years it'll be the same depth as as some of the male divisions yeah which is you know frightening to think of really yeah, no.
0: <laughs> so you're going with uh with angela hill then yeah locking her in yeah go with angela hill okay oh what i
1: i mean we've been we've we've already done this i know we? i know but i don't i can't help but get excited what, is this I episode it? three maybe we went over this this yeah. is this is i mean who anyone that wants to watch an mma fight for the first time you should come watch this fight cuz it's going to be yeah. it's going to be fireworks highly skilled fireworks both of them i think last time we said they're all they're mirror images of each other with slight nuances on mm. on each side um it, it's is anyone is anyone's i think last time we probably said it's 49-51 either way mm. i went with riviera i yeah, I like, I You're like sticking, it. With, yeah, sticking with Rivera, sticking yeah. with it. There's there's no reason to probably change now. No. Um I mean it's what, just a great fight, isn't it? It in it its a good just fight. It's a great yeah. MMA fight.
0: Between two guys that are established in their games, that are at the top of the division. I mean, what what are their rankings? Here? 8 and 9. I mean, you know, this yeah. is this is yeah. it's all to play for at this point. One of them's going to
1: Oh man, I can't wait for this
0: yeah. fight. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Going back to what I was saying about um, Angela Hill, though, like she's got skills that I don't necessarily know how she understands. She's She's got the skills and she can get finishes with those skills, but she can't engineer a finish with those skills mm. necessarily. Like she's not putting someone in range to land this elbow. She's finding herself in range where she can land this elbow. Right, okay. is it that, that point of yeah, control yeah, the, is the
1: different. Manipulating yeah. the situation a little bit more, guiding it.
0: These two are very much like that. Mm jimmy rivera has got a high work rate he's got a good pace he's got a variety of skills and you can stand there and do nothing and he's going to have his fight and he's going to work around you and he's going to do what he needs to do and that's his rhythm and that's his game munoz is a bit more of a weight for you
3: Mm.
0: and you and you know this when you've got someone who's got a lot of guillotines on their record like he's a great he's got a great guillotine yeah Jimmy yeah. Rivera is going to be difficult to catch in a guillotine yeah. unless he's shooting out of panic. Or if he's hurt and he's shooting out of panic. But I do feel like Rivera can do exactly what um uh Frankie Edgar did to Pedro Munoz and just basically light him up for a decision. Right. I'm not I'm not discrediting Jimmy Rivera's finishing capability in this. I just don't I don't know I, I don't know what he would land that is gonna really bother Munoz as such does that make right. sense
1: yeah no yeah I mean right. he's 85% decision wins isn't he yeah,
0: yeah. I mean you know the, the last person he stopped I mean this is a rematch they fought to a split decision six years ago yeah um, and he beat Munoz in that one again which kind of kind of insinuates the same thing is going to happen he's going to outpace and out outpoint Munoz but there's the, unless he gets caught exactly yeah and, and if he gets caught it'll be a short hook from Munoz and it, or it'll be a guillotine mm-hmm. But the, the last person he stopped was Brimage Back in 2015, Brimage was the yeah, guy that I mean, made. I still uh, think
1: it's just ever so slightly stacked in Vieira's favor. You do, yeah. I think, I think so, yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh. I mean, 85 percent decision. At least you know that he he has the ability to control fights and win over the distance. I I just like that spread on yeah on money. Yeah, it's side. very it's
3: very
1: rounded, isn't mm. it?
0: I mean, when you've got you know you're dividing your submissions and your knockout wins, but you're still getting more finishes than than decisions mm. in both compartment. Mm.
1: That's man. That's that's, that's nice for me. It's, it's a hell of a fireworks. fight. This is great fight for this card.
0: Definitely, definitely overlooked as well. You're sticking with Rivera, are you? Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't, I don't think so. Eight um, and
0: nine are switching place, are
1: they? Yeah. All
0: right. In. Okay. Where do you want to start with this one? Della Rosa, great submissions. Doesn't ever look particularly comfortable to me on her feet. Hmm. Mario Bueno Silva, great submissions loves a scrap yeah she's she's big she's got a presence she's got an aggression to her um and she can quite happily hit the deck and and, and tangle with anybody i i wonder whether i wonder whether the that's the point of difference is the, just the discomfort in the striking range. I think I think Bueno Silva can make Delarosa uncomfortable to the yeah. point where she's not even very good uh, yeah, with I, her with her attributes and her, her skill. I just I, I
1: like that Silva is going to go in there and she's going to have a proper scrap, mm. and she she's unconcerned about the consequences to some some degree. She's going to go. She's got a great. She's got a good skill set, and she's going to have a scrap. Yeah, and I wonder. It, I mean, it would be a good test of De La Rosa, whether she can deal with that, whether she can deal with that pressure and that intent to sort of finish and intent to scrap it out. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: yeah,
0: what I was saying, yeah, she's just got that one decision lost to Marina Mraz. Um but then you know, an armbar win over Gillian Robertson's impressive in the fact that she's got a good ground game, and I would probably, I mean, I would probably say that Gillian Robertson's ground game is maybe a little bit better than. And De La Rosa's in that respect. But I also think, like, you could see the presence that Bueno Silva had in that fight over Jillian Robertson and how uncomfortable it made her. Because mm. Robertson's really good if she can get it to the mat. Yeah. But if she's forced to strike, she's 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 okay with striking if she feels like she's still got the option to take it to the floor. Yeah. But once you close that door and now she knows she has to strike, there's like an added layer of panic that comes and with it. The anxiety
1: about yeah. the fact that, yeah, that that. Like her, with Moises she, against, yeah, the, uh, was Moises against Michael Johnson. Yeah. There's
0: like. You can just kind of see that someone's not comfortable. It's not like, oh, come on, let's you know. Yeah, come you on. Then. Just don't get that vibe from them. Yeah, but you get that from a Silver every day of the week.
1: Mm. And she's coming. She's coming up. She's coming up fast. Silver, isn't she mm. seven and one. Yeah. You know, like you like you said about the the last fight, seven and one. Take that to eight and one. Suddenly, you're you know, you're right up there.
0: Yeah. And she's just beaten an opponent who was uh, eleven and eight. Mm. So she's kind of she's kind of same kicking way. around in the same pool, and I think is that yeah that's so she's got a decision loss to De La Rosa. Hang on, let me let me get this right. So uh, Mara Ramirez Barella, which is a name I always get wrong, Mara Ramirez Barella has a decision uh, loss to De La Rosa, mm. and has just been subbed. In the first round, you know, by
1: De La Rosa's fought some. Mm. She's fought some tough people. Yeah. Which way are you go? Um, almost certainly silver. Mm. But because
0: you're a bit scared of her,
1: <laughs> yeah, probably because I am. I am. It's fair to, fair to admit it. <laughs> right, co event. I mean, aside from the um, Riviera fight, this is yeah. this is this is gold for this card. Yeah, it is. It, I, it's I not like even mentioned on the on the on all the advertising no. on, on the um both
0: of these guys flying under the radar yeah like, i don't know Kr- why no, i don't i don't either i mean like krilov i get because he, you you know you've seen fights where he's picked up losses, but his first first stint in the us he was at heavyweight yeah and and he was he was he was doing all right you know he was he's he's a
1: he's a good technician he's got a Mate, good, he was good going all right game. against yan yeah he was going all right against yan but it, then it just seemed to click for Yan, and mm. he was like, Oh,
0: is that psych
1: Yeah, you're outmatched by gigantic wagon back, is gonna just <laughs> wagon back, <laughs> back is just gonna crush you. <laughs> oh, I like that. And uh, that? but but up until that point, that um, you know, Kriloff was doing, I thought Kriloff was doing good, mm.
0: and then you know, he's got a split decision loss to Glover Teixeira, who was pretty much subbing everybody he's fighting at yeah. the moment. Um, and then you know, that last fight over Johnny Walker. You know, and that was the that was the first fight that was with no crowd as well. Right. Which I, I mean I think it probably affected Johnny Walker a little bit adversely given the fact that he does he likes that performance Locked element to it. Um but he just got drowned. He got he got drowned by Krilov. And and that, <laughs> So you fight an Ankaliev, and you're like, well he's not gonna take Ankalaev down. I just, I just don't see it happening. Hmm. But then, does he want to strike with Ankhlaev because he's such an awkward customer? Yeah, he's got that calm confidence. He just stands at range. I, mean, I, I liked what Kuta did in their first fight where he tried to bait him into charging. Something, forward.
1: He, you know. But, but, but you know, that was almost like Ankhlaev had. He'd assessed Ankhlaev and he was like, "All right, I can't just fake.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: he's. You know, I'm, I'm not going to tempt him with any any traditional things. I'm going to have to do something out of the box. Yeah. And unfortunately quite heavily he backfired. sold it so well, yeah. He sold like, it so well. Heavily backfired, but... Um, I mean, uh, Anklayev, is just a machine, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's just... You know, he's 14-1. One.
0: one loss on his record as well. He won 14 minutes and 58 seconds yeah. of that fight. He, when he got a good telling off in his corner as well by his coach. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> obviously, like, you know, like as, literally as soon as his hand had been removed from Paul Craig's chest when he was tapping out the horn went
3: and he must like just been hang like, on
0: <sighs> oh no and then then he gets back to his corner and you just kind of like you see the, the camera go over to him and he's like got this kind of
3: oh, oh, uncomfortable
0: look and I'm then, sure then the, the next thing his coach comes in his coach is like
2: <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Mate,
1: the way him. he manhandled uh, Lungayambula
0: Lungayambula yeah Dolce
1: the way he manhandled him and he is a big dude mm-hmm. and he just manhandled him. And the, the thing I really liked about it, the really liked about it is he, he almost um, made him freeze the amount of fakes and, um, and, and he sort of picked him apart and he'd fake and then he'd misdirect him and then he'd land some hands and then he'd, he'd he clearly looked like he wasn't strong mm. but with with the technique that he used he looked like he was a stronger human being and mm. that's probably not the case you know if we get these guys on a on a mid thigh pull I'm pretty sure I know who's going to win that but it, yeah it was a it was a beautiful example of of angles and um the use of physics to to Nail down an opponent that's clearly mm. stronger. It's almost like the principle of jiu-jitsu back in the day, wasn't it? It was mm. like look smaller, but with better technique, will win the day. And it was just that, but in a clinch scenario, which, which you don't really see that very often, do you? No, not not as much. He fights like
0: he's got a lot more experience than he has. Mm. Um, and I, and I, from what I can see from his record and from doing my research when I was calling his fights, he's 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 fought tough guys all the way through, which yeah. probably. Which probably paints a picture that he's probably training with a lot of tough guys to prepare for those fights as well, and and he has that a little bit like like the way Peter Yan does a lot without doing much at all. Yeah, like he instills fear that
1: something's something's going to happen, Mm. something's happening. You better be ready. Yeah, and then nothing happens. And then, but but then that just makes it more you're more anxious about the next time because something is definitely going to happen this time. He absolutely brutalized uh, and Buller on the Mm -hmm. floor, hitting with some like elbows of straight from the depths
0: straight from the depths yeah um, which way you go
1: I'm going on, on Klayev, but I think it'll be close mm. and I, I, yeah I think it might even be a decision but I think he might, he might have the edge the, the overall package I think he's got the edge on Krilov but Krilov is um, he's been around he's very experienced he's super tough you know he's been up there at heavyweight he's not going to be he's not going to be fussed about it um I think he just might have the edge on him. Mm. Like and Cleves wants one to, want to watch, right? You can you can see him, you can see him at the top. Mm. I can I can yeah. picture him at the top and being very difficult yeah. to to do anything about. Mm. But he's, that that's fun. Yeah.
0: He's, he's a serious contender in this division. Yeah, and I, I, I think Krilov, I think Krilov could have been a serious contender in this division, and I don't know whether that that is still in his future or not.
1: Mm, he's is it, eighth? Mm. Eighth at the minute. I think he
0: has. I think he had. I think he had the potential. I don't know whether I'm. I'm going to see anything in his game because especially at 205,
3: mm-hmm.
0: like Ankaliya is well rounded, um, but he's also got a presence which allows him to kind of cut down on his work rate and be a bit more efficient. Whereas Krilov, his presence is work rate, mm-hmm. and that could quite easily backfire in this in this sport when you've got someone who's big and sharp striking with like Ankalaya. He's very sharp, Ankolaev, he and he's yeah. very
1: razor sharp. Mm.
0: And it's that patience as well. He's like, you know, it, I would imagine he doesn't speak unless he's got something absolutely <laughs> yeah. needs to say. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's not going to throw a shot unless he's got something that's going to land. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like him. Which, yeah.
0: again, I think is why Kutalaba tried to bait him in. But, which it works. Like, if you watch the point where the, where the referee stepped in, like, you could see there was like a swell from Ankaliev, like, oh, I've oh, got him on the go. Ropes. Yeah. yeah. It kind of works.
1: Mm. Okay. Anklaib. For sure. I'm
0: buzzing for this one. Yeah. It's their, it's their kickboxing records that fascinate me. Because Cyril Gann fights like he's got loads of kickboxing experience. Like he's just got natural range management and good footwork and he's light on his toes and he's a big dude that's got a ridiculous work rate when it comes to training. Like he, like his his coach, he trains at MMA factory where V used to train sometimes. And like Fernand Lopez, his coach, has to slow him down. It's like, You've done enough today. Stop. He
1: moves like no other heavyweight. Like no moves. other heavyweight. No one, you know, even light heavyweights probably aren't moving with that level of reactivity and fluidity mm. to it. Um, he's only had fourteen fights, including his kickboxing. But you wouldn't. You would never. You know, if you had to. If you had to guess, you would never pick that at all. No. Um, when he stands southpaw and lets that left leg kick go. <laughs> When there's no crowd as well, yeah.
0: yeah, that rattle around the arena. Yeah, but you know, a guy that's got good striking skills, three first round finishes in seven fights, but to uh, but one, one of those submission, one of those being a submission in his UFC debut, and then picked up another submission in his second mm. outing.
1: He's a, he's a bit of an enigma. He doesn't. He almost doesn't make sense, does he? Mm. He's like you're too big to be moving like that. You're too yeah. fluid to be moving like that. He's got quite a relaxed style, which again, you know, maybe that plays into his work rate. Is something, something we've been talking about. Is if you can be relaxed and you can not hold tension too much, you know, there's an energy cost to to that, and there's Mm -hmm. an efficiency cost to that. Um, that might be, you know, that might be part of it. He moves, he moves very in a very springy type way, which suggests he's leaning on his tendons rather than his muscles to to make movement happen. So there's mm. a lot of, you know, elastic elastic uh, strength being used. Um, but
0: we've seen him do three rounds against Tanabosa mm. and we've seen him maintain that pace for three rounds. Does, do you reckon that changes over five? Like, is there a point where this guy starts to slow down?
1: Well, I mean, every you know, you would think everybody it just depends on the steepness of that of that curve everyone is going to apart from max holloway everyone is going to uh is drop off over over five rounds it's just whether he can manage that curve and whether there is a point it doesn't suggest that it doesn't when you look at him and you look at the way he moves it doesn't suggest to me that oh once he goes off the cliff he's done mm. um but
0: is that is that efficiency of movement over conditioning there? like i know he's well conditioned but, yeah. but like even uh, yeah. with the condition that he's in if he was fighting the same way that, say, Curtis Blades for or over, him Yeah, when he gets ground like down. That.
1: There's potential for him to be ground down, which I just I don't think I've seen it. Have you seen it?
0: I haven't. And I'm not sure if Rosen strikes that guy.
1: No, no, I don't think he is. Know? But
0: Aside from the fact that. In the future,
1: there might be some of those yeah. those matchups for him. Mm-hmm. No, could, even, Curtis Blades yeah. would be a challenge for yeah. him, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. But that would then test his, his, his not only, not his takedown defense, it would test his, his submission game because most likely he probably would get taken down by Curtis Blades. Um, but in this fight, he may be the one doing the taking down. Mm. Like Rosen strikes, I think his takedown offense is 80%, but mm. that 80% comes from one fight against Overeem where he defended 8 of 10 takedowns. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Um,
1: yeah that's a... so it's a decent stat. Careful with his
0: stats. Yeah, no, <laughs> It's a decent stat, but then at the same time, Overeem, although he did take him down a couple of times, when he did have him down, he was able to control him for a good period of time. But then when he starts to fail his confidence starts to go and and I also think over him smart in his energy expenditure mm. to know if I keep trying takedowns, take down as they start to fail I need a different yeah. need a different approach yeah um I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Gan comes out and tries to ground Rosen to get ahead on the scorecards hold him down beat him up make him uncomfortable on the on the ground and maybe even try and get him to turn and give mm. his back as he's getting to his feet
1: it would be a much smarter move mm. so I, I, I as I was sort of going through this fight, I was my initial thoughts is that that gain would be too sharp, moves too well. Like uh, my my confirmation bias was was playing out. But then, I, as I kept sort of watching both both oh, of oh. each of their fights and then having a look at it, Rosenstruck sort of grew on me a little bit in that. He just—he's just so calm, and he's—he's—he's he's he's almost efficient in another way. He—he's not mm. bouncing around using his elastic strength. He's just stood there, moving his head off the midline a little bit, just tempting you in, tempting you out. Um, and yeah, he's—he's just—he's just, he's one of the more patient heavyweights, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And and when he lets go, he—you know—he really lets go. Um, and, and something considering- we touched on is tempo camouflage Mm -hmm. you know you sort of lull you into this 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 tempo that you know i don't actually move that fast i don't you know i'm not a fast mover and then bang he goes Mm -hmm. because i've seen it a couple of times when he's gone after people he closes that distance really quickly Mm -hmm. really quickly and i think he whether he's doing this consciously or not whether it's been sort of trained into him he's lulling people into thinking that the the, the fight is at this tempo but when he wants it to be he he drops it up to Mm -hmm. that tempo you know on a sixpence
0: I, th- I think it's. I think that is down to experience, though, in a lot mm. of ways. Given the fact that he is a heavyweight and he's he's always been a heavyweight, yeah. And the fact that what is he had ninety seven fights when you add his kickboxing MMA record together, and he's been knocked out three times total, yeah. and one of those, one of those was Zingano, yeah. It, it, like, it's quite clear that he knows how to play the heavyweight game and keep himself safe. And he and and of all those fights, he's also got, well. If, if we add them all together, he's got 74 knockouts. Right. I
1: don't know across. why I've got 64 knockouts. Written down no, there.
0: you've got 64 on his on his uh, kickboxing record. Right, if okay. you add his knockouts from MMA. Yeah. So 85 wins on his kickboxing record and 12 wins on his MMA record, but 10 of those by knockout and 64 it's of 85. a big 85. percentage, it's isn't it? ridiculous. It's a big percentage. And that's where that patience comes from yeah. as well. And we know from the Overeem fight that at the right back end of 25 minutes when he decides he's got to put his foot on the gas he's still got that power it goes here. for it yeah and he I mean dude like that that the mess he made of Overeem's face mm. with that last punch literally just just ripped his rips his face in half pretty much I, I, I think that he's going to be a very a very difficult fighter for for Gan to fight given the fact that Gan has to drift in and out of range mm. in order to apply his game which is, which is why I think he might try and try and grapple yeah. with him to start with
1: um, it's a much better fight for gan in five or six fights time you know yeah but like, like, look it, at these heavyweights yeah.
0: man i mean you know 7 and 0 we had aspinall on the card yeah. weekend who's not had many more fights and it's, it's the life of a heavyweight isn't it it's
1: just it's it's the highest stakes poker in it mm. it's it is proper high stakes poker there's just no room i know we i know we always touch on it and the, and going back to how we you know, we started this conversation back in the review. Like even even when he was fighting Ngarnu, he was it, it sounds stupid to say he was doing the right thing mm. because of the way it ended, but he wasn't far off. Mm. You know, if if you if you're gonna catch if you're gonna catch Francis, you're probably gonna catch him on a counter. It's just that if you get it a millimeter wrong, that's what happens. Yeah. And unfortunately that's what happened. But he you know he did he did catch him. Maybe you could you could sort of tell me better, maybe he could have angled off Sort of three quarters or three quarters of the way through that sequence. If he'd angled off, he would have got himself out of out of trouble. But you know, that easy and slow yeah, mo, isn't it? This
0: is the, this is the problem, especially with especially with heavyweights and especially with an anomaly like like Ngannou. And the reason why he probably did so well against Overeem is even as unorthodox as Overeem is, there's a consistent pathway to his strikes because he's traditionally trained. Yeah. You're gonna get exactly the same thing with Cyril Gan. Here, he's traditionally trained. I mean, he's athletic and he's fast, but you're gonna get straight punches, and you know where the limitations of those punches are gonna be. Whereas with Ingaru, like
1: Like you can't, you can't strike like Ingaru in any other weight division. You just get picked apart. You can't do it. This is the only division where you could do that. Mm -hmm. No one's teaching anyone to fight like that. (laughs) It's like the opposite. Yeah, but it's the heavyweight
0: enigma, isn't it? It's like figuring that problem out. I. It's like if you've got if you've got great striking power like Rosenstrau, you can land beautiful counter punches like you did against Orlovsky on the way in, mm. lovely left hook. But you land those beautiful punches because you understand those movement patterns from experience. But then when you have someone in front of you that he's, he's you, not, he's, they're not going, he's not, not, going, that, he's not no? going by the recipe. Like you can, you can make all the assumptions you want about Nganu, but yeah, most yeah. of the time you're probably going to be wrong. Yeah, because he's not like. You're, you're, trained within,
1: you're trained to recognize within a within a pattern mm-hmm. and then if you're so if it's so far outside of that pattern you don't recognize it then it's it's just game on isn't yeah. it yeah. we,
0: when we we've we been talking recently with the with the lessons of war stuff, and I've been talking about like defense in in close range and like when you're slipping and rolling like as I'm throwing a jab like the safest place for you to be is here because not only have you nullified my jab and you know you're safe, I'm also very uncomfortable how close you are to me, and I don't have any other options without moving my feet.
1: And it's that dead zone where you just can't quite see. It's the most uncomfortable yeah. position in life is when someone's trying to punch you and you can't quite see them out of the, out the corner of your eye.
0: The difference in this one, though, is Rosenstroke knows that safe pocket, and he knows this safe pocket, and he knows this safe yeah. pocket that all gets thrown out when you've got someone that doesn't create those same pockets because they're not trained... This would be interesting.
1: So if you were the head coach of Ngarnu, would you have to be careful that you didn't just make him make him mainstream? So he loses all that. He loses the, you know, okay, right, I'm going to get him in. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get him to a traditional striking style. And then suddenly he just becomes part of the recipe. And, you know, it is his unorthodox nature his key point of difference. And could you coach it out of him to his detriment?
0: Yeah, I think you could. It would take yeah. a lot
1: to say that as a coach, wouldn't it? It would take a lot to say that. Oh, yeah. you know what? I'm not going to teach her.
0: But then I, I used to train a female fighter in um, in LA. And if she'd come into the gym and it was her first day training, I would have corrected her right hand. Yeah. But I started working with her after she'd already started fighting. And I'd already seen her knocking people out with that right yeah. hand. And if I changed it, it may have taken some of the power away from it. And the reason it worked is because she went like that and she drove it through your forehead. Yeah. Roxy Balboa Richardson. She was she was a lot of fun Good to man. work with and she was she was a great kickboxer. And and that but that was something I noticed. It was like, okay, well I'm seeing the combinations coming, but I don't want to change that too much because she's she's able to generate a lot of power into that. And you know, we played about with correcting it a bit, but it just didn't quite work. So what I then did is I gave her things to disguise that
1: so, so she, she can, can bridge that gap so she
0: yeah. can still use it. Yeah. Like what I would do with Garno is I'd say, right, we're gonna do bag work today. I want you to throw six punches and I want the third one to be your power punch. Mm. Then I want you to do seven punches and Just I want your hide last it, one to disguise be, yeah. it and hide it, yeah. Just so so that that raw power isn't always when he's put when he presses the mm. button, you know? Like like if, if you're driving a race car and every time you put your foot on your gas, you go all the way down. Yeah. You're gonna rinse your gas Mm. car and physiologically, yeah. Yeah. Like you need to be able to like rev your engine. You need to be able to, you know,
1: shape and tempt and then let go. That
0: that raw, unpredictable power is still there. And I don't think I would I I would give him some striking attributes to to bolster it, but I would give those I would give them as lockpicks, and I would be like, look, like you you know, like set him up. Decide which part, which punch you want to use. If it's this wild overhand right, then we'll do this and we'll move him into this position. Then you have uncocked that and motherfucker, crack it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I and I, and especially when it comes to heavyweight, because because the fraction of error is so minor, it's so narrow, and because a lot of these guys are either very very good, like traditionally trained, like Volkov mm. and people like that, or they're very unpredictable, like. You kind of want to be one or the other. You don't yeah. want to be in between because then you're not the best of both worlds. I mean, it just we, doesn't work. We, like like we that. talked
1: about we talked about this in team sports, and you're trying to fit square pegs in round holes. You've got these guys with super X factor that just don't see the game like 99 percent of everyone else, and then you put all these constraints around them and make them play like everyone else, and then they just look, they just become one of the you know one of the main main bulk of players, and they've just lost their X factor. Yeah it's
0: almost like the archetypes of fighters at heavyweight change again. Mm. Like the archetypes yeah. go all yeah. the way up through the weight classes, even up to 205. But then when you get up to heavyweight, you get these, you get so many anomalies, physio- physiological anomalies like Struve and Volkov who are freakishly tall yeah. or Nganou or, or, or the, Lewis. The, the, rules, yeah. the
1: rules are different because the limb lengths and the, the, the composition of their bodies are just different. Mm. You know.
0: But then you look at Stipe and Vadoom and um uh, Arlovsky, to an extent and, and um Overeem and they're guys that have got they've got good attributes everywhere and they know how to play the game. So it's either like you've got good physical attributes that you use well mm. or you've got you've got the knowledge and experience and they're the guys that tend to do better later on in their career. Yeah. Mark Hunt, another yeah. one, you know? Whereas the younger guys they seem to have all kinds of physical attributes, and, and we're sitting like seven and zero. He doesn't know his game yet. No, like I, I, when I What was that? Twenty twenty and five when I signed with the USC, something like that. I didn't know my game then. I can watch my last fight now and tell you all the holes in my game I didn't know. Like imagine we're we we doing G- that soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if Cyril Gann's able to maintain, like he's at number seven right now with seven fights on his record. Yeah, if he's How able old to maintain, he? uh, he's not, he's not very old. He's early twenty. Oh, 30.
1: Okay, so, so but as, but again, as as heavyweights, the you still know young, y- y- your um what's Rosen strike your peak? I feel like for the bigger guys is yeah. later than it is mm. for the, for the smaller guys. But that's got to be an
0: awareness thing. That's mm. got to be a wisdom and awareness. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if you if these two guys say if in five years' time we're still talking about these two guys and they've got another twelve, fifteen fights on their record. That's a, that's a lot of experience, and it's a lot of laying on top of all of that. F- mm. Those
1: physical attributes,
0: which is why Arlovsky and Overeem are still right up near the yeah. top because they've been doing they've been it. Wiley old, time.
1: wily old dogs, and yeah. they? they're not, you know, yeah. they don't get. Yeah. So you made a pick then? Yeah, I think um, uh, Rosenstruck. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like I, I think Gain will figure in this division heavily in the next few years. And maybe this is the watershed moment where he, you know, he he wins this. But I think, other than other than the way you suggested of it, of him sort of tyring, putting him on his back, tyring Rosenstruck out, and then going from there, I think Rosenstruck should have the experience and the firepower and uh, and everything else to to get the win. Mm. But it'll be should be fireworks, shouldn't it? It should. I'd
0: I'd like to I'd like if if Cyril's coming in this one and he's he's going to pick up a win. I think he's going to have to be on his toes to for the go, and 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 force rosenstrike to keep following him yeah like jab him and then just step out of the way so you force him to keep stepping forward and cuz like I, I feel like i like overeem didn't make him work as much as he could mm. overeem let him stand around quite a bit when in actuality you could have made him could have drawn him a little bit and pushed him around or or, or like pulled him around the octagon mm. a bit more and i think gang could do that And keep making him plant on his lead foot, he could could batter that lead leg because Gan's got good low kicks. Yeah, yeah, hasn't he? And and then you've got Rosenstrike who's standing there, basically like a disabled tank with massive (laughs) firepower, but doesn't have the mobility to chase him down or the mobility to stay on his feet if Gan tries to clinch.
1: Yeah, I think he does have the mobility to chase him down.
0: Not if his front leg's battered though. Not if he's, yeah, oh, I see
1: what you're saying, right. Yeah, after after it's been embattered, yeah. You know I but see. But then that. every yeah.
0: time Gan steps forward to throw a kick is a risk of eating some of that Rosen strike power. Yeah. I mean which which Gan might be able to take, but I'm buzzing for this one. Yeah, I, it'd be fun, I, won't it? I think it's a hell of a five. I, I I think you I think you're right, siding with experience, at least on paper. I mean it's it's so up in the air when it comes to heavyweights, but eighty-five kickboxing fights it's a lot of fights now. It? it's a lot of fights
1: I, I, I like what Gain will do for the division mm. is it will bring uh, some variation to the to the pictures people are seeing in that in that division I think he's mm. he's good for the division That that yeah. is a different puzzle for people to to work out yeah and um, now
0: is legal in France yeah you know he's going to be a superstar in France. amazing in I mean, that is
1: even a phrase crazy isn't it yeah <laughs> but there we go yeah a French lover scrap as well exactly um yeah, all good. All good. Let's see how it goes. So you down. Make your
0: picks, then. Nice.
1: Boom. Hope you
0: enjoyed the show. Make sure you download the app and get yourself an account and play along. Make your picks, and you'll get yourself entered into that leaderboard uh, for the potential to win some real money without you having to put your hand in your pocket. Thousand, thousand pounds this week, I believe. Thousand pounds. Yeah. Is it divided by the top ten, top five, top ten? Um, I'm not sure. It's about that. But I mean, yeah, yeah. Is it, there's a chance to win a couple hundred quid if you get yourself on that leaderboard for mm. sure. Um, so do it. I mean get yourself an app get yourself the app and download it and join us. And uh, enjoy the fights. We'll see you next time. See you next week. Remember you can play along with all of the other UFC fans on the new UFC Picks app, available for download on Apple iOS, Google Play, or visit www.playufcpicks.com It's free to play and there's a chance to win five thousand pounds cash. Participants must be eighteen years of age and older. UK and Ireland residents only, terms and conditions apply and remember to always play responsibly. If you or a friend have a problem with gambling, make sure you seek help and visit www.begamblingaware.org.